Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 110. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios tonight is here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Uh, hoi hoi. And here is never, except when he is, Phil Calloway. I, even I'm confused by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's settle any confusion and let me explain to you what's happening. You are joining us for The Simpsons Index. I'm pointing to you at home, or in the car, or in front of the dishes, wherever you listen to this podcast. This is The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode comes from a different decade. How are we doing, guys? Doing well. I'm curious about the people who drive their cars while washing their dishes, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same. <laughs> Those yeah. seem like the dangerous drivers. That feels just like a life hack. Like, ooh. <laughs> Did you know you can dish us while driving? <laughs> I think you mean, listen to the rest of this episode to find out this amazing life hack about dishwashing. <laughs> Number five will stun you. Car washing machines hate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you going through a car wash and holding a plate out the window. <laughs> <laughs> One time per cycle. <laughs> I'll be like, traffic courts hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Car washers love him. And yes, this is the Simpsons Index. So yeah, we also talk about life hacks and Simpsons. And starting out tonight, we watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 25, episode 17, Luca Dollar. Spelt L-U-C-A dollar sign. But as the episode says, it's pronounced Luca Dollar. First released in April of 2014, it was directed by Chris Clements, written by Carol Anomany. In this episode, Lisa gets a sort of crush on a competitive eater. Also, Marge realises that she doesn't want Lisa to end up with someone like Homer, and she's sort of wrestling with her feelings about Homer a bit. Oh, and also, Snake loots a bunch of shit for Bart. Guys, what'd you think? I've never been more underimpressed than the time I got bookmarks for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> they usually give those free with books. Ex-nay on the E-fray. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You run a bookshop. You're not made of bookmarks. <laughs> he makes them. That's how made of bookmarks he is. Shut up. Mr. Bookmarks over there. <laughs> As I was doing the recap then, I'd actually forgotten that the fucking Bart story happened. Like, uh, yeah. The whole thing is the most forgettable Simpsons episode I've ever seen. Yeah. It was nothing to recommend it. All the stories were boring. Yeah. Like, not, even, not badly done, just super boring. Man, I came in here prepared for the joke to talk about how this feels like it was written almost by like a computer program. Like, you know, the Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like a large pile of ash. <laughs> there was a Harry Potter chapter written by like a program. Yeah. It's almost like that, except that's more fun for absurd. This is just stuff put together until you get to the end. That's what I thought at first. And then when we got to the end of the episode, what I realized this is an episode written by someone who hates every character <laughs> Bart is the only one I think gets away with this one but it hates Lisa it hates this new kid it hates Homer it hates Marge it hates everything yeah. Carolyn and Omni are you okay you have a fun last name so I'm concerned no and this sucks man because Carolyn Omni is like one of the late series writers that I like and she does have a good track record not this one. <laughs> Not this one at all. I mean, this might have been the notes left in margin from other episodes. Yeah. Because mm. it didn't really... didn't feel like a complete or coherent episode. Yeah, I mean, it was cohesive in that all the stories kind of got to the point they were getting to, apart from the Bart one, because I'm not really sure what that point was. Well, but they resolve Homer and Marge's problem with Marge wearing a dress. Yeah. yeah. And I did it's not like, think... When you see Marge wearing a very high-necked, long trench coat, and she goes... I know that this will make you forgive me. Part of my brain was going, please don't be nude. The other part of my brain was going, she's probably covered in steaks. <laughs> I did not expect her to be to be covered in a 
handmade by Marge ball gown dress. With, with a quick hint that maybe she designed it for Project Runway. Yeah, I don't know. Something. I'm not really up on Project One Way today. Yeah, I'm gonna have a, a quick look out. into that because yeah, that seems like too specific a reference. Like it, was, it was just a bizarre reference where he's like, "My was like, oh, it looks like the one you wore on Project Runway." She's like, mm, and he's like, "Oh, uh, no, it doesn't." And it's like, we are you trying to imply that she was on the show but is still in the grips of the non-disclosure agreement and can't? What the fuck is going on, yeah, Carolyn? That made no sense. Because it's a different show other than their show that they can't speak about it. Yeah. How do it just that it, would have been a way better episode if Marge had been on Project Runway. All right. So there was an episode of Project Runway that was broadcast in twenty thirteen where Marge asked the seven remaining contestants to design a new frock for her. And so the winner was the one that was featured on that episode. But why are they getting to telling her to shush shush? I don't know. Man, why any of this? Why cross reference to that? The Venn diagram of Simpsons fans and Project Runway fans, I can't imagine is a very big Venn diagram. Yeah, it's going to be a little slice of pie. So, let's start with you, Phil. For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I'm looking at my list of notes, and I will read you all the ones with pluses. Homer got stuck in a playground corkscrew. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you describe that. Yeah. yeah, they're sort of weird things. I don't even know how you work. Are you meant to just, like, slide on the outside of them? I think you should use the pole to slide down, and I assume the corkscrew bits to stop you falling out. Hmm, I don't I know. Yeah, I've, I've never, never known. Been, sure. been a long time since I've been on a playground. Been a long time since I've been stuck inside a playground corkscrew. <laughs> There's a good gag where Snake had stolen him a telescope and Bart <laughs> uses it as a baseball bat to yep. smash open a globe of the world. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of good bits in that montage thing where Snake replaced his pet raccoon with a pet tiger. That was a fun little bit of its mm-hmm. absurdity. Yeah. How absurd. How absurd. When the phone rings when they're at the bar, all the guys in the bar hide behind the bar from the phone. Yeah. Mm. When they're doing the whole, oh, you've got a caller. Mm. And mm. Homie get, yells out, Maggie, help me with this shirt, when he can't button his own shirt up. Yeah. Out of, that is, I made about 27 notes. Those are the four best things. And out of those notes, they all had moments where they undercut them. I'll get back to some of them in a moment, but especially that Maggie one. Yeah, I liked that joke as well. Marge is trying to fix his shirt. Is there no end to the faults you'll find in me? And then he's like, I need help still, and I'm going to go ask the baby, mm-hmm. which is funny. But then they cut to Homer and Lisa on their date, and she's like, so then Maggie saved the power plant? What? So yeah. you have like these two absurd Maggie jokes in a row. Back to and, back, yeah. Yeah. And it really just speaks to the choppy nature of this episode that, yeah, they didn't consider that. They did a lot of Family Guy in cutaways of, like, they literally had at one stage text come up at the bottom of the screen at a cut going yeah. 90 seconds later when Lukey Cash, or whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, tried to competitively eat ice cream and got a brain freeze, as you knew would happen. But it would have been funny to see that because yeah. you can animate people eating lots of food very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we could have seen that happen rather than literally a hard cut 90 seconds later, and him on the floor going, ow, oh, my brain. For like 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah for another <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. What would have been simpler and better is just a smash cut. Well, that could be a ow, oh, brain freeze. Like, just go straight yeah. from one to the other. You don't have to have the 90 seconds thing. Yeah. We don't need to know how much time it took to get ice cream, get him a spoon, sit down, and begin timing. <laughs> how about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that sounds out to you, for better or worse? I've got a lot of worse here, but I'm going to stick on something. I think the whole Marge doesn't want Lisa to marry someone like Homer is a good conflict and a good plot that is buried underneath a mountain of just boring and hate. Mm. So I will point to that because it is an interesting conflict because she loves this guy, but he's also got a lot of problems and it also cocks this up so very badly because Lucas or Luke Cash or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Luca Dollar. I'm not saying that. <laughs> and then later on, it's Pounduka Dollar. It's Lucas. But so Lucas does not mistreat Lisa in the slightest at all. 
the only thing you can say bad about him is he's so focused on his competitive eating that he doesn't really do anything else. But yeah. that's it. He doesn't, you know, make her do anything. She's always the one that comes to him to hang out. He's in no way mistreating her. Marge's like, oh, that boy's no good for you. He's like, he's got one thing. Yeah. He's doing his one thing. But he, li- but he literally, that character has one thing. Yeah. I know. He yeah. had no he- other character traits, no other story, no yeah. other history. But also it puts a dollar sign at the end of his name. Like there's yeah a lot of things that wouldn't meld into that. But they just went... He's this guy, he's a bit tubby, and he's a competitive eater, or a wannabe competitive eater, or mm. as Milhouse says, a fat kid with a dream, I can't compete with that. <laughs> That's his entire character. He has no other real anything else no. going on. But you look at like a lot of like Lisa's relationship with boys episodes, and like she makes reference that he's like Ralph with a goal as well, which mm-hmm. is like a funny observation, but especially in the episode where Ralph was pining over Lisa, he was a more fleshed out character. And also Nelson, who you could consider to be like a one note bully character in the episode where Lisa developed a crush on him. They showed some complexity. Yeah. They gave him a bit more to do. And in this, it's like Lisa meets this guy. She finds out he's a competitive eater. Then she's into him for some reason. It's like, yeah. And she has that, you know, Oh, he's Ralph with a dream. It's like, you don't like Ralph. You never yeah. did. Yeah. That was the point of that episode. And then her next line is, well, he's got a stupid dream. Oh, well, I'm sure I can change him. And that's why I'm saying this episode also hates Lisa. It's like, yeah. oh, typical women think they can just change men whenever they... And it's like, yeah. why? Why? Why do you want to change him? You don't like him. You just met him. The only person he resembles is someone else you don't like. Yeah. And it's ah. also, there's two parts in that one scene where we hear the inner monologue directly from Lisa's brain. And one is basically... I don't know why I like this guy, but I like him. Mm. And it's like, oh, he's not perfect, but I can change him. It was, it's yeah. really... Yeah. You know one thing about him, and you say you both like him and want to change him. Yes. <laughs> Based on that one yeah. thing. He's got one trait, which you like and also want to stop. Yeah. 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 It's this very like early 90s sitcom female yeah, comedy. Yeah. Not it's female just... comedy, as in female character. Yeah, someone who's written a female character, which made me very stunned that it's a woman writer for this one as well. Yeah, well, I mean, look, to be fair, we don't know actually how much of the actual writing actually was because of the person who gets the credit, but also it's their name on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So. It's their name on it. That's why I took my name off of Suicide Squad, because it turned into <laughs> garbage and I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, and they completely removed the Who's Blue Doughboy that you added in I as a know. superhero. <laughs> it was so critical to the plot! He was the heart of Suicide Squad and they just ripped it out. And the dough. He had the best uh, tagline as well. It's puff pastry time. <laughs> and then they, get, and then they turned him into the Joker. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they kept the same tattoos. And then they kept that. Oh, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> but, you know, the Simpsons often repeat the same storylines. The Nelson episode is just a really good point of comparison for this episode, I find, because in that one, Lisa sort of gets a bit of Nelson proving his value just in the small gesture of the dealing yeah. with the five chalks. It's showing he's not just a ruthless thug. There is some intelligence there. And in that episode, she slowly comes around to this crush and she slowly, like, tries to smooth out the edges of him and it breaks Mm. down when she realizes she can't and that was just like none of the point of this episode it was just women want to change men isn't that funny like no this one fat kid likes eating look at him being fat i mean patty and selma was scoring off jokes off of him we'll have a ton in law that with a fucking lazy ass pun patty and selma's biting criticisms are usually a lot wittier than that that was just lazy Mm. anyway so the moment of the story that stood out to me just because we haven't really mentioned it yet yeah just the bart story it's just it starts from an interesting place and then goes nowhere and ends up in nothing. Yeah. yeah there's no payoff. There's no story to it. It was also a grown adult man in a child's treehouse with a gun saying, don't tell on me. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not acknowledged, it wasn't even there. There was quite an underlying threat. Mm-hmm. And then 
Snake rewards Bart about a million times more than yeah. what Bart did for him. And, you know, you're meant to sort of buy into the arc with, like, Milhouse snitching, but it's just all of a sudden, yeah, Bart has a millions of dollars worth of shit in his treehouse. Not only that, it's like Milhouse snitches on Snake, then they catch him. It's like, but they were already looking for him. What is Milhouse's snitching helping in this situation? Yeah, it's like, the guy you're looking for is stealing stuff from my friend in his treehouse. It's like, okay, do you know where he is? No. No, I don't know anything more than that, because that's yeah. exactly what I've just learned. So yeah, that was a scene that was missing. They should have had Barton Millhouse hanging out at the treehouse. Snake comes by to drop off more merchandise that yeah. fell off the back it, of the It becomes truck. a sting, yeah. Yeah. And then you could have Wiggum going, nice work, Millhouse. And that's how Bart discover it, rather than Millhouse just blurting it out. Just blurting it out. And yeah, there's this small sort of sub arc about Snake caring about his kid, which we don't see at all. Yeah, it doesn't the come up at all anywhere else. Yeah, I was really right. waiting for Bart to go to school and realize that that kid, Snake's kid, and then either make friends with him or something. Well, but... Bart knows this kid. Like, oh, this was uh, one of the episodes that we covered when you weren't here, BT. The seemingly never-ending story. Yeah, we meet Snake's kid, and Snake's kid and Bart hang out for like an afternoon. Yeah. Like, So, yeah, it's even stupider when you break that down. And, yeah, the nothing ending of, yeah, Snake escaping the cops. It just yeah. felt so inconsequential. Yeah, and then the cops didn't bother chasing him. I mean, I know it's Chief Wiggum and Lou, mm-hmm. so there's a high likelihood they just looked at each other, but... That's hardly the end of the story. It didn't make any sense. It wasn't an ending. I think they just got to the last 30 seconds and were like, oh shit, we haven't finished his story. Yeah. And then him holding up, holding Wiggum hostage with the Ikea Allen key. Oh, the I kill ya. Uh, I didn't yeah. like that. But I, li- I like the idea they had to assemble the electric chair. That was fine. Yeah, and they, yeah. Could, they could have left the I kill ya pun yeah, in, it didn't on the floor. Need it at all. And then, you know, that he holds police chief Wiggum hostage with the Allen key and he's like, but chief, he's just got a little wrench. Yeah, but it's cold. Mm. I got like got a chuckle out of that. But yeah, I mean, and there was an almost heart moment where Bart's like, here's all the stuff that he stole for me so you can let him go now. And I kind of like the naivety of the kid thinking that's okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more of a, you can give everyone back their stuff so then he didn't do anything wrong, right? And it's like, not the way law works here, but sure. And also to get Bart to that point is usually half an episode's worth of work. Yeah. Like to get Bart remorseful making action and making up for what's already happened in the past like the mm-hmm. but he yeah. just did it entirely on his own for a guy that he literally doesn't know apart from he gets him stuff that's off the back of the truck like it's yeah and he also bart didn't even tell snake to do anything yeah like, exactly yeah and then why he didn't stop at oh what was the playstation ripoff oh a play stadium it's oh fucking power ports man <laughs> yeah the play yeah he got in the play stadium four yeah i thought that would be the end of it i thought there was going to be a story arc where Bart and Millhouse get addicted to online fortnighting or something whatever <laughs> or anything a story rather than Bart lives like Brewster's millions because free things keep turning up in his treehouse yeah, yeah. It, like you were saying before it's just so disproportionate to the deed as well where yeah the PlayStation would have been fine especially back in 2014 those things were expensive when they first came out you know? it also does come with its own Jordan's helicopter out of corner uh, where the uh, Play Stadium 4 has the white, yellow, red AV Thank cables you. instead of an HDMI plug. Thank I mean, you. come on. Oh. Maybe that's why it's a Play Stadium and not a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, one no, of no. those. I don't know if you've ever been to a bargain store and seen like the Nintendo Z. <laughs> no, I've seen like the odd Power Sonics and the yeah. odd Sunnies. <laughs> They're so funny. Or sometimes like you see like a. 4,000 arcade games in one, and it's like yep. on an N64 controller, and it's just got like Pitfall on it. <laughs> Wait, but there's 4,000 games in there. They're all Pitfall? Or Pong. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay. but all come in different colours, and each different colour counts as a different game. <laughs> it <laughs> counts. So, yeah. play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Just this once. Thankfully, never. Yeah, this was the second time that I've seen it, and um, honestly, it could have been the first. Like, <laughs> yeah. this episode just fucking washes over you. It's the most forgettable bit of TV I've watched since I ever watched Two and a Half Men, I think. <laughs> so, let's talk about some of the wackiness of this episode. What are some of the cartoony moments that stood out to you guys? All right, there were a few good sign gags that I like. Lenny and Carl go to another bar, just literally yep. called another bar. I, I like know. how the, the other implication that it's right next to a children's playground as well. <laughs> That's yep. really good. And at one point, Lenny and Carl were reading the book uh, Advanced Drinking Games, and there's just a gun on the front cover. Yeah, it was a little concerning. <laughs> there was also the cologne Papa Don't Reek. Oh, yep. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Not bad. There was an okay bit where Bart escapes Principal Skinner and there's like a spinning swivel chair, but it's just a four-legged chair just spinning around like a poltergeist. And then they pointed it out. That's yeah. not even a swivel chair. Yeah. Fuck you, Which Skinner. Which would have been funny if it, maybe it was making the squeaking sound of a swivel chair or something. But yeah, just... and it would have been fine if like, and he doesn't need to say it's not even a swivel chair because we know what they fucking look like yeah. and this is a visual gag and we can see it. No, Skinner had another moment like that where... Bart was able to get up the hill on his skateboard and Skinner's car couldn't. And you're like, okay, I understand what's going on. But just in case you missed it, yeah. Skinner points out, oh, my car, the one thing I can't do, go up hills. Uh. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, then it flies into the back of the wreck shop. Again, fine enough joke. And he goes, would you like a quote? And then does the Oscar Wilde quote. Yeah, that was terrible. Sorry, I almost broke my microphone there. Yeah, <laughs> not for just this episode. It's not not so much anger. <laughs> Calm it down. But yeah, I thought it was, it was a good gag when it rolled into the auto body shop. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Stop it there. That's just the epitome of this episode, I think. It was kind of an okay gag, and then it somehow got worse, but longer. Mm. Well, yeah, there's just so much undercutting and pointing out. like, And in the bar before, where they're playing the drinking game with the senator, and God, didn't that drag on for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Mo does like, his little Grinch face. And then there's the oh. rat with the... Oh, oh, yeah, that's a, what that was. And then there's snow, and then he looks up. And you could have just cut it at... Yeah, there's plaster falling from the ceiling. That's funny enough. But he goes, oh, I really need to fix my ceiling. And it's fucking... We know! Yeah. I didn't even get the Grinch face, but it's just like, why is it fake snowing and there's a fake reindeer that's yeah. a rat with a twig on its head? Yeah. The only reason I figured out the Grinch face thing was because of the fake snow and the reindeer rat. But yeah. otherwise, it would have been like, he's just making a weird face. Yeah. But yeah, you know that the Grinch face yeah, is like yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I'm saying it's like hmm, yeah. audio medium. Well hey, done. People know it. what it sounds like, and it sounds like hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that was oh, yeah. too high pitch. Yeah. Mm. Actually, Beach, what's the sound of Homer smiling when he sees that Bart got the dud? <laughs> that is the sound of that. The dud. So, the dud. What? Oh, I'll show you later. Oh, <laughs> another person who hasn't seen you got the dud supercut. Awesome. So yeah, the other wacky thing I guess we should talk about is yeah, Lucas and the whole competitive eating and stuff like that. How did all those scenes play for you guys? Fucking boring. I yeah. was bored the moment he went. I'm a competitive eater, but then can't chew or swallow. Yeah. But then he just continues to eat different things, but still can't chew or swallow. Like he hasn't got past step one. put food in mouth like there was no difference like he ate beans and choked he ate pizza and choked Lisa gave him the Heimlich like five times even ice cream like fucked him over it would be okay if he had some kind of skill or some kind of other thing like maybe if he ate beans and he farted so much that he couldn't (laughs) eat and he ate pizza and the pointy parts of the slice hurt him or something but it was just like he lists the food puts it in his mouth chokes spits it out lists the food puts it in 
And you're just like, man, this is three seconds of entertainment rammed into four and a half minutes. And it's mm. not advancing the story or advancing any story. They require Marge to have this little, oh my God, Lisa's going to marry Homer thing. And it's like, no, there was still stuff to mine from Lisa being kind of infatuated with this kind of gross dude. Or to say, yeah, that she doesn't get why he's so passionate about something he's clearly not good at. Like, Yeah, and then expand on why he, maybe his dad was also a competitive eater. Or yeah. maybe his grandmother was starving in the old country. And always says, when we go to America, you'll have as much food as you can eat. <laughs> I don't know, something. <laughs> maybe he's got 48 channels on his TV, but they're all competitive eating channels. And he yeah. just thinks that's normal. Maybe just have a bit with Lisa. It's like, wow, I've never met anyone with an ambition before. And yes. that's enough to have her at least interested enough to hang out with him she may not have to be romantically involved but just you know see how this pans out and it only just really occurred to me then the only reason Marge doesn't like this kid and has this revelation about who Lisa will end up with is because the dude's fat yeah, yeah that's it that's it like Ben said he's not a bad guy I mean he hasn't got any character traits whatsoever but he's not a bad guy he's respectful he speaks the best English out of everyone in Springfield he's come apparently from a different town or mm-hmm. France I'm not sure <laughs> But we don't literally learn nothing about him. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Like, it was really, everything was just one note. There's not a second note at all in any mm. aspect of this entire episode. Well, yeah. And like, I don't think they even did the transition of going into like Marge's concern eloquently enough because there was that scene which inspired it where Marge saw Lucas asked her uh, when he got the brain freeze, oh, kick my head until the pain stops. I thought mm. that was going to phase into like, Marge doing the same thing to Homer and she's yeah, like reminiscing but it about doesn't. something. It just flashes forward to, to yeah, yeah, her yeah. fantasy about yeah. Lucas eating Lisa. Yeah, that's was weird. So, speaking of that, how about the heart of this episode? Did either of you feel the bumps? I didn't. I did not. God, I barely even laughed in this episode, let alone bumped my way through my it. My own pulse stopped. <laughs> it's lack of bumps. It had anti-heart. <laughs> yeah. It was contagious. It was it siphoning my heart. <laughs> I will say the one bit that I felt, you know, a little bit of bumps was Homer calling up Lisa and asking her out on a date. I thought that was genuinely sweet for the most part. Yeah, the plot point of this magazine says fathers should take their daughters out on dates to show them how they should be treated. I'm like, that's actually really really sweet yeah like i think i hope we run with this and we only half run with it and it was stupid yeah marge attempts to fucking undercut it yeah, yeah, she, yeah in I, her own plan that homer is doing yeah she turns up halfway through not like when i get home i'll have this conversation with homer yeah, yeah. or show him i've made a dress i'm gonna interrupt the thing i told him to do that he is doing. actually you know what Marge making a fancy dress to make it up to Homer is exactly the same as Homer buying a bowling ball for Marge's birthday. That's the well, same goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. No, well, to be fair, to be fair, she said, you know that old sewing machine you said I'd never use? Well, I sold it and then bought the dress. I did like that joke. Yeah. So yeah, she didn't actually make the dress, but oh, she see. did have someone from Project One Ray design it, but shh, 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 you can't talk about the thing that, you know, you're trying to do cross promotion on. Fuck yes. you. Yeah. Also, how annoyed would you be if you won that competition? And this was the episode. That was how you got your creation into... <laughs> oh, God, it hurts to say all these sentences. Yeah. Hey, didn't you design a dress that was on The Simpsons? Yeah, no. and it's going to be in an episode. And no, no, I don't design dresses. It's not a thing I do. I'm not a seamstress. Yeah. I'm a prostitute. <laughs> but, yeah, there was something nice about Homer taking Lisa out on a date and doing that sort of thing to, yeah, show how she should be treated. That is a very nice thing. Mm. And it just feels so sucky that they didn't actually run with it. Yeah. Or that they didn't even have a foil to show while Homer was doing this. So she didn't come out of that learning anything about 
how she should be treated by boys or what to expect on dates or what to expect from dating. She liked a guy who's too fat, so her mum made her dad take her to a date to find out how boys should treat girls properly, and then her mum crashed that date, Mm -hmm. and then they ditched her. Yeah. Oh, and then Homer still, like, attempts to be a glutton, and he orders the vegetarian lasagna, but it must have cow's blood for red sauce. Well, that's part that didn't make sense, because he's like, you know, I have the lasagna. He's like, okay, beef vegetarian. He looks at Lisa, and he goes, oh, she's a vegetarian. Okay, I'll have to get the vegetarian then, but cover it in cow's blood. He's like... That removes the point of why you were getting vegetarian to begin with. And it's not done in like a Homer's so done he doesn't realize way. It's just like, oh, if I can't have meat, I guess I'll just have blood. What? And then the waiter announces it, forgetting the fucking subtlety that Homer was trying to... Well, and also the joke was set up. Homer goes, what's the normal number of appetizers to order? And he's like, that drags on. But what about for an adult? Also one. But what about an adult man? Also one. Yeah, and it's a shame that whole dinner date scene because, yeah, I liked the whole sort of playing with the Homer's nervous to call Lisa and Moe's like being the, uh, just get over yourself and like, hello, Lisa. Yes, Homer is here. He'd like to talk to you and then whacks him over there with the phone, gives him that talk to her. It's a really fun way it plays out. Then they undercut it with fucking Cletus. (sighs) Oh, that was super disturbing. Yeah. yeah, like actually, way to dance around, then just fucking well, just ruin make, it. Just make it all cute, and you know, oh, he has to call a girl. It's like that yeah. was, and it was all kind of cute and fun. I think we had some laughs with it, but then yeah, completely undercut it. We go, well, I also have to date my sister, my daughter. Uh, yeah, you got to date uh, with you got to date with your daughter. Yeah, the implication for incest there is way too high, mm-hmm. way too high. So, yeah, yeah, this is talking about the siphoning of the heart that this episode does. Yes, <laughs> it took my blood and put it on lasagna. Did you get to eat lasagna? No. So you didn't even get to eat your own blood back? Nope. You got cow's blood instead of your blood. It's, it's terrible. That's the worst spindle ever. <laughs> <laughs> so did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt mm. like an episode written by someone that just hates everything oh, about also, The Simpsons. And I completely forgot about this. Can we just start with the title sequence that was in Minecraftian? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we don't normally talk about the couch gag or the intro, but, you know, this one was kind of special, so why not? Yeah, well, I know nothing about Minecraft uh-huh. apart from its blocks. Yep. <laughs> I didn't understand what the fuck was going on the whole time. I thought, actually, Rick and Morty did the very best description of Minecraft. Which was? You craft stuff to mine with and you mine stuff to craft with. Yep. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then you build a skull fortress so the lava comes out of the eyes. That's advanced Minecraft. <laughs> no, that's just Minecraft Minecraft. We did that when drunk one night. Oh, man, so that was could build the best fort. <laughs> yeah. I built a fort of dynamite. <laughs> it exploded very well. <laughs> Sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Now, uh, my problem with this introduction is they don't stick to the usual intro. The Simpsons walk through the tire fire for some reason and then get home. It's like, no, shouldn't we see the introduction as normal, but in Minecraft mode with Minecraft yeah. characters and shit? But they just didn't do that. It was odd. Yeah. like I mean, it looked fine enough, but yeah, like you said, it wasn't sort of based on the actual intro, so it sort of felt a bit disconnected. Mm-hmm. I did like the joke of Mo being a creeper. Yeah. Which is... Uh, is that what that was? Yeah. I th- thought he was a booger. <laughs> no, creepers in Minecraft are like these big green penis looking things that fucking... That will blow up. Yeah. Uh, when you, they get close to you and ruin your like, everything you'll work for. Yeah. Damn you, Mo. Which it should have been done in regular Simpsons intro when Homer's at the nuclear plant, uh, Lenny and yes. Carl are in the background and they're creepers and they high five and explode. <laughs> Better joke! <laughs> I like it. It was a fine enough intro, but the one thing it made me like think of is... 
God, it also looks awful, and this is why I don't play Minecraft, because it looks so bad. <laughs> but it's intentionally bad, so yeah, it's not quite Yeah, bad. I know. It's intentionally bad, so when you do make things that look good in it, they, they're Still extra cool. Still look like blocks. Yeah. yeah. What fucking question are we on? Oh, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh. So, yeah, that sort of set up a weird expectation, because I think you guys were like, is this going to be a fucking Minecraft episode? Yeah, I thought it was like Brick Like Me or something like that. Anyway, so, Jeff, what about integrity and everything? It hates everyone. Yeah, it doesn't like anything. Yeah. Everyone is behaving as their worst example of themselves. Lisa is someone who just wants to change someone for no reason. Marge is weirdly hateful of this kid. She, she knows literally husband. nothing about and her husband, which you know they can have conflict and problems, sure, but to resolve it with and I'm wearing a new dress mm. is just so lazy and boring. That's lazy for Homer. They'll yeah. be like, hey, remember how you always wanted me to wear a different colored pair of pants? Well, here we go. <laughs> like that, that's, that's literally the same thing. The whole Bart story is just kind of flat and doesn't go anywhere. And it just hates everything and it wants it all to burn. I think Carolyn Omni wants to be fired. <laughs> yeah, I think every part of this episode from go to woe is one note. So yes or no, would you watch it again? Fuck no. Go woe, no. <laughs> Not at all. Guest stars of the episode, did you guys pick up on who played Luca Dollar? I got it in the credits. But... The devil. <laughs> Close. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. To his credit, I think he was doing the best he could with what he had. Like he, had he's no, putting, he had no jokes. No, he had no jokes, but he's putting a lot of energy into his lines. He's giving it as much personality as he can. He has nothing to do, but he's trying his hardest. Yeah, yeah. dude swung for the fences. Mm. I, I'll agree with that. Unfortunately, he was using a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mm -hmm. BT, what would you change? I think I've yelled about it enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> give Lucas anything. At the very, very least, if you want to keep everything else, make him treat Lisa poorly in some degree so we have a justification for the rest of this plot so have her go oh maybe we should do something I want to do and he's like no I'm going to eat something yeah. yeah they could have made it that they were dating or what do they do when they're however old they are mm -hmm. and he would never give up any of his time of professional eating to do something she would want yeah and then that causes a conflict for them and then Marge can go Oh, wait, you know what this reminds me of? Yeah, because at least there's a link between him and Homer then if, you know, Lisa's taken him to the museum or something and he's just scoffing hot dogs. Yeah, or they go, we spent all last weekend at the world's most continual pretzel factory. And he's mm -hmm. like, I nearly died twice. And then Lisa's going, can we go to my ballet recital? And then you could even have a bit where Homer and Luca Dollar are next to each other and they both go, oh, ballet. Yeah, yeah. draw then, some parallel. And then Marge can go, oh, now I'm concerned about what Lisa's life's going to be like yeah. because maybe if she settles early, like I did, she won't realise her full potential, yada, 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 and that gives you a story. Yep, but at the moment, she gets that from Patty and Selma just standing there being bitches. Yeah, the two fat, overweight, single, no, go-nothing characters make fun of the fat, overweight, know-nothing-about-them characters. Oh, which I want to point out, yeah, they make fun of Luca, Dollar, and Lisa's going to end up with him, and then Marge in the next scene goes, like, stupid sisters, I'm perfectly happy with Homer. Like, that's not exactly what they said. Yeah. Like, that wasn't, they weren't saying to Marge, you don't like Homer. Yeah, yeah. It, it was because they go, our oh, daughters marry their fathers. It's like, but we don't know anything about Marge's father. Other than, he's yeah. been in two episodes, one where he's an air steward and one where she, he's making fun of Homer for you know, during that um, prom episode. Yeah. And that's about it. So, was he a beer-swilling competitive eater? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would explain a lot more. It and would. that would be kind of an interesting story. That would be something. There would, You know, this guy was in two episodes and then he died off screen. So, yeah, and he's a, still a character that they can flesh out a bit. And, you know, if they're going to, like, flesh him out and you know he's going to be a fat guy, uh, flesh out. Yeah, <laughs> well played. 
But yeah, do something with anything is what I would change. And how about you, Phil? What would you like to change about this episode? I'd like to get the writers into a room and say, even if you don't care about what you're doing as a job, you're still getting paid for it. So (laughs) fucking do it. Yeah. This is the little facts of Simpsons. (laughs) Everything's written so short and so briefly, and then they've just smooshed them all together in no coherent order almost. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like For real. I've got a ton of notes here, which are just little grabs that are not part of the story. And they're not funny, so they don't add to the show. They literally just take up time. Like I said, this is yeah. 35 seconds of The Simpsons that was stretched out to 25 minutes. Yeah, it feels yeah. like someone's first pass to the script. Yeah, it seems like someone just picked up all of the notes where someone went, oh, here are the story notes I've got for the character arcs. And they went, oh, look, I've got a story. And they're like, no, no, that's just, the like, points. that's just the pop points for each person. Like, that, nah, it'll do. No, it's so haphazard and glued together, and that's, like, why I'm saying what I'd change. Like, I don't think this is really that salvageable. Like, I think if you're going to take any element, it's going to be, like, one minute of the show, and then I want to say yeah. bomb the rest. If we can quote Raphael, your episode is totaled. <laughs> yeah, for real. Quote Raphael quoting Oscar Wilde, <laughs> you're going to shit. <laughs> I mean, Oscar Wilde did say that a lot. Mm. He loved VS Bomb. BT, do you have any other notes? Just two. So there's a bit where Homer's like, oh, I'm not at rock bottom yet, and the thing falls over, he lands in a puddle, and a squirrel kicks water in his face. That squirrel should be a skunk. It's really obvious. Yeah. yeah. Like, it should be and a also, skunk that sprays him. Yeah, Very it should pee on him. Yep. Cartoon mishap. Yeah, it doesn't even stink him. He just shits on his face. Just on that playground moment as well, I think that's what they were trying to do with that scene is set it up as the, oh, this is as bad as Homer can get. But because it's not about competitive eating, you don't really get the Yeah, there's no connection between the two. So yeah, if it was... And also, it's absolutely not as bottom as Homer's gotten before. Yeah. Like he just fell into a stupid thing that I've seen a photo of being stuck in on the internet anyhow. (laughs) So it's not unheard of. No. And then gravity just takes over, and then he's an unfortunate malicious squirrel. Yeah, it's like, you want to know Rock Bottom, Marge? Remember that episode where he drove drunk and crashed the car and put you in the driver's seat? That was Rock Bottom. Mm. All right, and my other last note, which is actually a positive, was um, I do like when Wiggum's like, yeah, I got a little confused with this three strikes, you're out system. I thought it was three strikes and you're out of prison. Nah, my bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, I, thought, I thought it sounded like, Three strikes and you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was all right. I did like he changed it to four balls and you and you walk to the electric chair. Yeah. yeah. Not that bad. was okay. And I did like Wiggum's going when Bart says snakes hiding up on the top of Mount Springfield. He's like, Mount Springfield, Lou, prepare my litter. Yeah. I like that. Did and you have any was... other notes? Be, uh, be, Phil T? <laughs> What's your middle name? C-A. Yeah. <laughs> you have two middle names? Correct. Yes. And you only got one? Yeah. Man, third child's always get shifted, right? Hey, 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 I got shifted. I've got two fucking middle names in a world full of forms with one middle name space. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. PCA, do you have any other notes? <laughs> That's not how you spell Horatio. Tucker. <laughs> Oh, the Roadrunner gag? Oh, for fuck's sake, talk about, like, thrown together. Why did this even need to be here? Yeah, they're just like, Barton Millhouse launched a, a catapult that then randomly shoots off into Arizona, lands on the road, uh, coyote chasing the Roadrunner. Yeah. And then an unseen, ever-before Simpsons character shoots the Roadrunner. What's really weird is it, it's like they think the joke is the boulder never lands on the coyote. Because if the boulder just comes in and lands on him, it's like, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's just... That's just always. normal as hell for Roadrunner. Yeah, cartoon. that's the always. I'm surprised you didn't hold, hold up a little sign that said, don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have we got? Millhouse running around, squishing uh, after squishy liquid. Uh, so uh, fucking also, man. that was a cut as well. He's like, 
don't have too much of that. It's pure squishy juice. They give it to horses. And then, yeah, he runs around the room for like, f- what's the cut? Like, you could just sit, like, they've done it so many other times where it's just like, yeah. And yeah. they get hyper. You don't need to cut around him jumping around the room. But yeah. also because it's like him running laps, it's like them using the same half a second of animation for fucking. 10 seconds. It's yeah, they just moved one cell around. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also a cutaway of Milhouse's dad smoking on the balcony of the hotel. Uh... Again, this did not need to be here. No, we didn't even need to hear Milhouse talk about why he's talking about his dad. But to cut away to it is... I fucking don't know why. Like, there was no- I felt like they did that because what Milhouse was saying wasn't interesting, so they needed to pump up the visuals a bit. But with a still frame visual, you do not pump up the interest by getting Voorhees Milhouse onto the screen. <laughs> I know my up. best logical explanation gets me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What else do I have in my anger notes? Uh, Homer Marge chat bedroom. Oh, that went on forever when Marge is explaining what she wants most uh, yeah. Homer to do. I nearly called him Moses for some reason. Yeah, and another, like, jerk-ass Homer moment. I can fake attentive. Look, I've been watching a football game this whole time. Yeah. Which brings me to the point, like, even when I'm not trying to find you a football episode, I still find you something with football in it. You're just that good. Yeah. (laughs) Your synergy is amazing. Oh, and then when Marge goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break up your date that I set you both out on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll go wait it out the bar. And then Jimbo just sidles up to her at a bar and is like, well, hello. (laughs) why is jimbo creeping on marge what the fuck is going on yeah like what is the joke here like that jimbo is at a bar and he's underage and he's sleezing up on my like yeah the joke is she's wearing a different dress fuck (laughs) and then i don't know why the episode finished on lisa saying to luke cash a pound a dollar maybe you should try and find something else like whistling and he's like you can whistle and she's Uh like sure and he's like oh let me try I sound like a bird. Yeah. Like, fuck uh, me. What no, a, what a down note. Like, not even down note. What a flat gag to end the entire show. Yeah. Even and before that, he's got, oh, I've given up competitive eating. Now I'm just going to do whatever Adele does. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a singer. Or. Out of nowhere. Uh, or a computer. Yeah, true. It could Adele, be Adele. Huh? <laughs> but. Yeah, the Adele thing sort of met, lent into the joke, now I'm pound a dollar. He's added a pound into his name. and Because she's fat and British? What? Yeah, like, it should and it should have been Luca Pound. But it's such a weird dig at Adele. It's like, whatever Adele is. It's like, you've heard of her, therefore you know what she does. Yeah, yeah. she's a fucking excellent singer. What more do you want? Like, Yeah, I don't uh, know. Like it was Whatever Adele is. Typifies the whole episode. Yeah, that, that last scene. It wasn't funny. It didn't make a lot of sense. It could have been much better if they'd thought about it. And then, unfortunately, like, unlike the rest of the show, then the show ended, which was much better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, except then they had the whistling credits. Oh which, God damn! Why would it stop? <laughs> which yeah, they felt like they wrote that into the episode to justify the end credits, where someone was like, <laughs> "I made a whistling version." Fuck you! I don't care. Uh, uh, time for my final notes. Now they were, it's time, and now, now it's time, time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. I like the idea that Bart, like the things that Bart has stolen, the Krusty cut out and like a bunch of 3D glasses, just real petty of petty theft. But it's definitely something Bowling a kid, shoes. yeah, it's yeah, stuff, it's stuff a kid would steal and assume was bad. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> especially the cardboard cut. It's like, yeah, I got, I stole this from a <laughs> video store, which is yeah, still look, a thing. I've had some street signs yeah, in my time. We all have. <laughs> uh, I've got a few pairs of 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you badass! Yeah, I do not pay for them at the theaters. You know anymore. when they uh give you headsets on an airplane yeah still got them oh is that what's in that closet i'm not allowed to look in you don't ever look in that closet no i haven't but it's so rattly yeah but i hated how bart like 
Oh, here's my raccoon. I feed it my ADD medication. <laughs> the mm. raccoon's looking crazy now. Fuck you. It uh, should have been studying. Yeah. I was about to say, I would have laughed if it was studying. And, and That's like, amazing. And getting much better grades than Bart was. That'd be a, like a such well, a like it's doing game. his homework. Yeah. It's like, oh my it's God. It's pulling a C minus average, which is not bad for a raccoon. Yeah, he doesn't even <laughs> understand English, but he knows how to fill in the letters. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so we get another pointless give one of their long-running characters with a nickname an actual name. So yeah. Snake, a.k.a. Jailbird, his actual name is Albert Knickerbocker Aloysius Snake. Yeah. Mm. This is as boring as the time they did Jeffrey Albertson for comic book guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's it. It is time to rank this thing! On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at... But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes you love, the episodes that you adore, the episodes that just make you feel complete, you give a cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm failing this one. To be honest, I was actually on a participant when we walked in here, but the more I think about it, the more the episode makes me angry and it's not... An episode that's it's more bland than bad, mm-hmm. but it's also on the bad side of bland, so it's getting a failure from me. BT. Yeah, I, I could very easily understand a participant because it is mostly just boring, but here's the thing. It's boring, but if you look at it, it becomes just hateful of its own characters. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely fail this one. And Phil, finish it off. This is the entertainment equivalent of having sleep for dinner, and I <laughs> fail it hard. <laughs> that is so grim. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's a beautiful sentence. Sleep for dinner. <laughs> I read it off a tweet once. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. With all our rankings in, it's time to give the final results. <laughs> and this episode is a unanimous failure. We are giving it the index finger. Hey. Do, do, do. Why isn't there a sound for that, Tilliot? I mean, giant Megatron man in the background. What do you think about this episode's ranking? And yeah, this is part of my uh, mission to give you more fails, Phil, because we've realized you don't have enough fails in your uh, oeuvre of episodes that you've covered. I'm just a winning kind of guy. (laughs) And I like hearing the word oeuvre. (laughs) I always thought it was pronounced oeuvre. Fair enough. It comes from the French, which loosely translates to love. It's the, what we were saying before, it's the first score in tennis. It's egg. <laughs> oh, yeah, egg. From France, the city of egg. <laughs> the magical city of egg. Romantic, really. This will be our fourth unanimous failure from season 25, which is currently ranking as our worst season. This is the only season that we've got nothing above a participant for so far. Wow, that's not. Yeah. Great. You think about what you've done season 25. So the other season 25 unanimous failures that also got index fingers. (laughs) What to expect when Bart's expecting. (laughs) That's when Bart... You think about what you've done. (laughs) (laughs) This is when Bart gets his art teacher pregnant with voodoo. Oh, that's right. I only know that because you explained it to me and I didn't understand it. (laughs) I still don't understand it and I've watched it like five times now. Stop it. This will also be joining White Christmas Blues, that just mm. weird mishmash of a unfinished story Christmas episode. Wow. So far, two of these appeared on the bad episode Battle Royale. Yep. And Homerland as well, the weirdly racist episode. <laughs> Which we've talked about going on the next bad episode Battle Royale. Holy shit. It's a terrible season. Oh, season 25 sucks, man. It is, it is bleak. All right. So before we move on to the teens era, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation, reputation justified? justified? 
<laughs> Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Ah, the old wild card. He gave Luca Dollar a C, which that's is pretty bad. Yeah, that's only just above a failure. The resolution to the central plot is, by turns, lazy, gross, and inadequately developed. If The Simpsons is to be judged on its own merits without referring to its past glories, fine. Based solely on this episode, this isn't a show I'd tune into every week. Oh, that, oh shreds off it. I know, that's actually critical for you. <laughs> we haven't agreed with Dennis Perkins a lot in the last few weeks, but... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild card seems, on point. Yeah, well, sometimes the wild cards line up. Yeah. yeah, a wild card is right twice a day. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for round one. Now it's time to move on the teens era, aka round two, <laughs> where we will be reviewing Catchem. If you can, we'll be back. Is that guy in the voiceover booth coming with us? If you have one, that just says no. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched a Teens Era episode, which was Season 15, Episode 18, Catch Em If You Can. First released in April of 2004, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck and written by Ian Max... Ian Maxstone Graham. I fuck up on the name that doesn't sound like Nutsack. Mm. Anyway, in this episode... Or Curtis Cumsack. <laughs> in this episode, Homer and Mudge go on vacation and the kids keep trying to catch up with them. And in the B story, Grandpa goes to Florida looking for some tail and ends up at some dude's place who turns his cochlear implant off when Grandpa's talking. Guys, what'd you think? I mean, it wasn't an amazing episode. I was ready. I had all my pitchforks out and I didn't really use as many as I thought I was going to. I didn't to. want to stab anything, no. Yeah, I didn't hate it, and it wasn't Cheerios bland. Sorry, Cheerios. I meant, what's the wheat brixy tiny square? Crispix? Jacks? No, Vita something? Vita wheats? Vita wheats. It shredded wheat? It wasn't the shredded wheat version that the last one was. I just kind of okayed it. I remember enjoying it more the first run through, I think, when I first saw it 10 years ago or whatever. I don't think I really laughed out loud once, but I also didn't roll my eyes or want to punch anything. You didn't? Well, that's because I knew <laughs> that extended Catch Me If You Can bit was coming. Yeah, yeah. that went... I already uh, knew it was there. Far too long. Yeah, really. Did. Actually, there's a few things, a few of my notes here, uh, this goes on for too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, that is my gripe with it. Not yeah. only does it go on for too long, but also because it's like just Barton Lisa catching up with Homer and Mudge, Barton Lisa catching up with Homer and Mudge, feels like it's hitting the same story beat over and over and over, mm -hmm. and then it goes into the montage, which hits it over and over and over, Yeah, and it's only broken up with this fucking stupid grandpa's story, which is just yeah. three non-seconders. And yep. literally just gets left. Like they just yeah, go. Yeah, they leave him in Florida. He gets taken to an obvious gay man's house who says, I just want to listen to you and watch your pretty lips move. Turns his earpiece off so he can't hear him talk. Yes, we know that's a lie. And then <laughs> that's it. This he, was funny. He's Why? still there. Uh -huh, yeah. He's going lavender on him. <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, so the moment of the episode that stands out to me is where the fuck's Maggie? Oh, uh, yeah. Where is Maggie? <laughs> It's like, usually we accept, oh, she's uh, off with Grandpa, or she has a sitter, or something like that. There's certain episodes where you can excuse it. Mm -hmm. This one, where it's about the family traveling all over the place, and Grandpa's not at home, mm -hmm. feels like a very, very fucking... Uh, it's a big oversight that you yeah. can't even think of the word oversight. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck off that B story about Grandpa trying to chase some tail, as you said, and make it about Grandpa and Maggie hanging out at home. There's something to be on for that, surely. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. need it because they had Rod Flanders' credit card. Yep. So all Grandpa did was 
drive him to the airport, I guess. Just be there, more He or was less. just there for some reason. But if you're charging something to everyone else's car, you're just catching cabs and shit. Yeah, and then they travelled the rest of the way around the country without Grandpa, so they obviously didn't need him. Yeah. yeah. But you are right. It is the same story. Once they get to the, we're going to ditch Uncle Tyrell's birthday mm-hmm. for going to Miami instead and having a kid-free weekend, once they hit that note... Then it's just literally, we get away from the kids, the kids catch us. We get away from the kids, the kids catch us, get away from the kids, the mm. kids catch us. Yeah, it's just so repetitive. BT, what do you reckon? What's a part of this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I've just got little notes. I don't know if there's an entire part that I want to rag on too much or promote too much. I think that's probably the part, the problem with this episode is that it's all just comprised of little, little bits. Little bits. Uh, bits that, of little. <laughs> that themselves aren't moments or even really scenes. They're just stuff that moves and then moves on the bit i'm going to point out is something that really did just again went on too long is there's a bit where homer and marge are laughing at this couple who want to who are looking forward to having kids Uh, and it just goes on and on and on and yeah and the couple themselves aren't even enthusiastic about the concept of starting a family they're like oh no it should be really simple it's like yeah no no, even people who want kids don't think it's going to be easy especially yeah maybe if you have a thing called a diaper genie yeah. Whatever the fuck that is. It's uh, not as magical as it sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lot <laughs> Nothing <poop>. ever is. <laughs> you get more than three wishes, but they're extremely limited to diaper-related things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And none of the wishes can be, I wish my baby didn't poop. poop. <laughs> yep. It's like when they sold me tickets to Magic Mike under false pretenses. I was expecting a magic show, not that much oil. And I don't know if that's true or not, but in my head, I've just... That's amazing. <laughs> I was expecting him to pull out two of clubs. He pulled out the two of balls. The, and, and to be fair, the one of clubs. <laughs> the one of dongs. It's as hard as a diamond, though. Bill, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Look, I know you've got, you've got a lot of hellfire for this episode, but I didn't really. there wasn't really anything that I super hated. There were a couple of good gags. I do like get away from them, you Shatner stealing Mexico touches. Oh yeah, <laughs> from yeah. The Canadian when border they, patrol. The, yeah, when the Coast Guard and Border Patrol are arguing with each other, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that made me laugh. Like there were a couple of good gags. I do remember having seen this probably once and probably twenty years ago. I do remember all I wanted was a vacation yep. away from the kids, and now the floor is made of lava, <laughs> which I think I really laughed at. Yeah. I actually remember that. We were watching that and that was like the best line out of it. Yeah. But up until that point, I didn't realize I'd seen this episode before. So mm. it's reasonably if we get all the rest of it. There's a couple of good bits in there. There's a couple of annoying singing parts, which I did not appreciate. The sexual Congress song uh. is only good because it was very short, but included the line, the sexual Congress song, it doesn't go on for too long. Even though it's only two lines, still too long. <laughs> and then they sang... Where Do I Begin by Shirley Bassey for some reason. Yeah. They're like, Wait, when was that? I don't even remember it. When they're about to watch the movie. And then they uh, turn the movie on and the movie's playing the exact same song. The theme from Love Song. Is that an actual movie? Yeah. Is oh. it? Yeah, Love Story. Oh, there Maybe. you go. Oh, I, I, thought, thought... I thought it was literally a generic title. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? At least once. Tommy Lee Jones was in Love Story? No, the once. That's not enough. Probably when, when Phil saw it as well. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you guys had a great night then. W- when was this? 94? 93? 92. four. Really? Yeah. yeah. 90s Simpsons. Mid-90s. Come on, it would have been good. <laughs> uh, that's true, but I just felt, you know, maybe... Oh, shit, I'm getting old. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> when and catch me if you can come out. Well, obviously, 2002, 2003. Put in your bets. 2004. Nope, you were right the first time. 2002. I thought so. I was just hedging. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good plan. 
Yeah, I've seen this like three times max. I avoid this one at all fucking costs. Like, even season 15, it has its ups and downs. I mean, one of the downs we mentioned was that episode with Homer and crashing drunk and putting Marge in the driver's mm. seat. That's definitely one of the lows. But also, you know, it has the one where Millhouse goes to Capital City. That one's not bad. And But mm, not this one. I'm not feeling the same level of umbrage <laughs> you've got going on over there. Well, over the course of the next 30 minutes of our chat, let me try and convince you. I'm open to convincing. All right, don't make me defend anything, though. <laughs> so, wacky moments from this episode. Yeah, that montage. Like, was there any parts of it that you liked? Let's try and start off positively. The Catch Me If You Can montage? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It looked very good. The stylistics was very well done. There's a weird thing that happens when you convert a 2D cartoon into a 2D cartoon, mm. <laughs> which is nothing really happens. Yeah. Mm. And so I found that to be a bit dumb. Yeah. It was definitely upping the style, but if you're unaware of what that's a reference to, that's a long kite to something yeah. people might not get. Yeah. I did like two bits is when the plane flew into the cloud and everything went white apart from the windows of the plane and then the windows of the plane became spun around and became points on the map. Points on the map. Yeah, I that liked was, that bit too. That was kind of alright. And I didn't hate when Homer looked out the window of the plane and saw Bart standing on top of a train and then Lisa catches up on a stagecoach. But in the... Okay, so they're going through the whole thing and there's a bit where Bart and Lisa get on a plane and then the attendants remove their mask and they're actually Marge and Homer underneath and they catch an escalator and then there's a nun who removes her mask and is Mo. And it's like... That's not a joke. And that's five seconds of just Mo's head. Yeah, and I think, if anything, that's a good representation of the jokes. Some of the jokes in this episode are just punchlines, like, but that wasn't a joke. That was just words you said. Yeah, there was no setup. There's no payoff. There's no, it's Mo. But what you were saying about when you're converting a 2D animation to another 2D animation, I think you hit on something really good because the thing that bugged me about this sequence is that stylistically their bodies didn't have any outlines, but their heads yeah. did. Mm. And I actually feel like that was an opportunity for them to get rid of their facial expressions, just yeah, yeah. give them block colors and have the bodies do the emoting if you're gonna go for this simplistic style why sort of still have your foot still in the simpson style mm -hmm. is yeah, my point weird. yeah it was and it was weird to see like the very well defined heads and then yeah. the slightly blurry everything else as well as it made the heads look like they were floating and not part of the animation itself and sort of that's my problem with it is that yeah the montage is oh look at you know to the nth degree of which we've taken this now oh now they're on a ski slope skiing away from each other and it's mm. like which part of this happened yeah the montage told a story of more exciting things that actually happened in well, i suppose they did go off niagara falls mm. that's kind of exciting that would have been more exciting than had led with the line why do they call this place niagara falls anyway yeah mm. yeah i don't remember what explained it i just shouted out in that moment but uh it was cock nozzle yeah <laughs> but it was <laughs> said through my teeth so it was more like cock nozzle <laughs> ah that's, i thought you were talking about the cockapillar again <laughs> Should we explain it for the audience? No. no. <laughs> Let, Someone will steal the idea. Oh, Let, yeah, good point. Let them Google it. <laughs> I do not. Oh, I do have a quick... Jordan's, uh, in, a, Jordan's in a corner. I said a quick one. That's why I have to say it quickly. Oh, let me take that again. <laughs> Jordan's in a corner. <laughs> There's a bit where Marge is all like, ah, stupid kids, we never get to be alone. And Homer's like, oh, we're alone now. And Bart's like, ah, uh, no, I can hear you. And Homer reaches for the wall. Yeah. He reaches for the wall that faces the Flanders house. That is not where Bart's room is. Oh. That's correct. Yeah. I have a Jordan's in corner rebuttal. Jordan's in a corner rebuttal. Rebuttal edition. <laughs> oh, When they uh, arrive at... Miami via Grandpa driving, he says it's been a rough ride ever since Orlando. And then they pan to the back of the car, and a guy in a donkey costume climbs out and he goes, Nothing works out for Eeyore. He mm. said, Eeymore. 
Does he? Palport. Fucking Palport. Fuck him. Anyway, sorry. I was, well, was going to say, he was the wrong colour for Eeyore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise he was E-more. They went with E-more. To be fair, the I... fuck is E-more? I don't know what the limitations on parody and stuff and copyright if, are. If it's, yeah. if it's parody, it's not included in copyright. And, uh, and I agree, but maybe they were just like, look, let's just not tango with Disney at all. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, but look, if the fucking donkey was purple, like, that's close enough to the grey of Eeyore, yeah. and then it didn't need to say, oh, my name is E-more, like, my name is Ricky Rouse, or more. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it just needed to go, oh, yeah. bother. You can't fucking trademark oh bother. Oh, um, I've had a poo of a day and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> so what are Grandpa's feet made out of? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right about that part. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So Grandpa's was apparently the foot model for the Wicked Witch of the West that the house lands on in mm. Wizard of Oz. Yep. And he tries to impress the ladies by curling them up like they do in the movie, and then they all get grossed out and leave. Yep. But then he never uncurls them, and he just sits there like an amputee. <laughs> Very weird. A couple of sign gags I did like was they're doing like a, you know, Miami montage, except it's like the old person edition. So they've got shoes re-velcroed and large print bingo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was another joke in the old people montage that I did enjoy, which was the jet ski. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah the old <laughs> person, the indicator. On, all the young people like behind him. Come on already, you know. Old people, they can't turn their blinkers off. Ah. <laughs> Take that, old people. Indicators. What's the deal with old people? I felt like it was weird that they spent so much time on the sign gag montage for Grandpa arriving in Miami, and then that didn't really become much of a plot point. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was just like we bounced around it a little bit, but surely Abe's got some old person charm and smells like, well, not lavender, apparently. (laughs) No, but... Liver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, liver spots. Uh, That's another thing I hated. TLC. Tired liver spotted coot. That's TLSC, you fuck. (laughs) Maybe you can hyphen liver spotted. (sighs) I just think that this joke was too clunky to pass the second pass. (laughs) Yeah. Or even the first one. I think you'd be like, I've got TLC as this gag, but I'll think of something better tomorrow. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you're fired tomorrow. And then no one else looked at it. Yeah. So what year did this come out again? Ought for. Remember in Ought for where the words Trump brothel was a joke? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Uh... Trump brothel was a joke? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, like, there's a bit where there's a shot of the Trump brothel. And like, hey, isn't that funny? And now it's like, uh, well, technically you don't pay for sex. You just pay for them to be quiet after. <laughs> oh, okay. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I mean, mm. a little for the plight of Marge and Homer never getting some alone time. But I think, yeah, the fact that... We got exhausted by it in the sense that they run, kids catch up, they run, kids catch up. It just, we should have felt exhausted for them, not exhausted by the plot. Yeah, it was really, that plot point was kind of lost after a while. Mm. You could have been frustrated by it and been on side with them, but it just kind of became, it became more about the chasing and the catching than the reason that the chasing was happening. Mm. I accidentally made a rap, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think there is something actually clever about the plot point that... The story isn't about Bart and Lisa's fighting. It's about how their constant being at each other Mm -hmm. is impacting on Homer and Marge. And I like that as a plot point where the fight itself is pretty irrelevant. It's just that Homer and Marge need a fucking some reprieve from this shit. Yeah, which all makes sense. And I like that they took the moment to ditch Uncle Tyrell's birthday to go and have some time for themselves. That works really well. I mean, they've already done a... Grandpa babysits the kids and they throw a wilder yep. party and he yeah. turns on the waterworks for them. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something else. Like, going to find your mum and dad, I suppose, is not bad. But they were very, very good at it. 
for people yeah. who have never spent money on a credit card or travelled alone on their own. Well, you assume that Bart's had Rod's card for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and Lisa was trying to go into the gold club with silver level membership. Yeah, but she was doing that on purpose. <laughs> I not, know. Yeah. She was causing a distraction. People. Also, I reckon there's no way Bart can use a computer, especially a database. Yeah. <laughs> Just his mm. inherent skills when you need them. Like, why wasn't Bart the one going into gold service with the yeah. platinum service thing? And yeah. Lisa was the one going through the computer. That would make more sense. Yeah, she would. He would definitely be the more bold one, yeah. the brazen one to go, uh, and especially when the guy grabs a shotgun, like like hell you are. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know where I was meant to feel the heart for this episode, and certainly a little bit for Marge and Homer trying to you know get some alone time and be by themselves. But fucking mid through a waterfall didn't really do it for me. No, I'm weird. Uh, I, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, I was <laughs> say, if that doesn't do you, boy. And uh, when does it happen? Were they mid-coitus during the fall? They had to have been, but it's implied it's already done. It's like, no, that can't be right. Yeah, yeah Homer's speaking in sex, Dom. Yeah. The, the, the language that men speak post-coitus. Brownies. Me sleepy now. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Hungry. Sandwich. What nachos? Post-coital nachos. Post-coital nachos are so good. Fellas, get your lady who can do both. So ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? elements parts i'm not gonna say it was a huge betrayal of anyone's motivations or anything but it was close but again i think it was better fleshed out than the last episode but yeah. certainly not a lesson in characterization of the, any of the characters mm. and even lisa was a little bit off kilt because she wasn't thinking and was basically just doing whatever bart wanted to do yeah but their motivations were like we're not going to let our parents have fun without us yeah and i don't buy that I think it just became, we're not going to let them have fun, yeah. so we're going to be there to ensure it doesn't happen. Yeah. Lisa had literally had a plot announcement of, we're going to follow them across this great land and make sure they don't have a second of fun. It's like, wow, way to just yell your plot at the audience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just thinking about it, there's something for the kids, you know, they didn't want to go on the boring holiday and they find out their parents are going on a fun holiday. Mm-hmm. Of course they'd want to go on the fun holiday. And why do their parents get to go on a fun holiday without them? I want a, I want a fun holiday. I want five bucks, you know? <laughs> But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Hangover, maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, not really. There's not a lot to seek out here. No, I do not want to watch it again. And I think I've made myself very clear on that issue. You have indeed. And there's many things I'd like to change, but we'll get to me. BT, we'll start with you. What would you like to change? Um, I'd make it better. <laughs> Good note. I know. It's, yeah. it's served me quite well over the past few episodes. No, I, was, I found this one surprisingly laughless. There were only a couple little bits I got a chuckle out of. So just punch in some more jokes and just, yeah, motivate people. I like, it's kind of okay that they start off with wanting to find out what Marge and Homer are actually up to. And then it just becomes kind of the thrill of the chase kind of thing. But I think there's just so many bits where they lose time in just dragging out these jokes that could have been better done in giving us something more. It's just, yeah, giving us a better B story to to distract something else. There's just, there's a lot of pieces here you could form into a decent episode but it's diluted so much by this this slowdown much like this review nah. <laughs> how about you phil what would you like to change i reckon there's a few flashbacks that they could certainly lose we don't need to see or hear from uncle tyrell ever mm. i'll just point out though in that scene they had a couple of the models of simpson family that were used in the episode where lisa's worried about getting dumber you know the simpson mm-hmm. gene oh right and we like see all the various family members oh, nice. well, i run in front of cars into the drivers <laughs> <laughs> my legs hurt yeah so they had a few of those and thought i mentioned that sorry do go on no you're right 
there was a couple of good laughs. I did like Frederick Tatum yep. putting mm. out flyers for his fight for, with the white rhino at yeah. 6, 8, 10, and 12, and then his making <laughs> kids balloons at 5, 7, 9, and 11. That was good. I didn't think it made any sense that they got a family drama romantic movie for the kid, for everyone to watch on family night. Yeah, that was a bit weird. That was dumb. That oh, was lame. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to change about the episode? I think if you're going to make it a get away from the unstoppable principal guy type episode, we, the audience, need to be in on what the plan is. Like, there's the old adage of, if there's a heist going on and they explain the plan to you, then it won't work. But if they don't explain the plan to you, then they'll succeed yeah. because you need to know what's going to fail. Otherwise, you feel ripped off. If they go, oh, we did these other four things that we didn't explain to the audience and that's one of the parts that fucked up and now we're in jail, people are like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. If their plan is to run from the kids and have a honeymoon that they never had, which is kind of an okay-ish story, like give us a second to figure out what that is. Tell us. Yeah. Just to have people turn up in a city turn around, see their children, run into the next motor transport, turn up in another city, turn mm. around, see their children. You're literally just watching time pass. Yeah. I always feel a little bit uncomfortable when Marge and Homer have sex yes. afterwards. It's meant to exist in a theoretical space. Yeah. 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 Marge says snuggling. You know what they're talking about. But in this one, she calls it a triple X throwdown. <laughs> I know, that was very <laughs> abrupt. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you used to dance around it a little. Yeah. Not even triple X throwdown. She's always up for a triple X throwdown. Yeah. It's just even then, just triple X snuggle would be fine. <laughs> throwdown is much more great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that made me think of pictures, and I don't want to think of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Look, what I'd change about the episode, I think there is a fundamental fuck up with separating the kids from grandpa. Mm. And I also think that exists with not having Maggie involved. I think there is a really good story to mine where. These four other people, Bart, Lisa, Grandpa, and Maggie, are fucking helpless without Homer and Marge. And I think the story needs to be they're trying to catch up with them because they need them. And there's something that really bugs me in this story about the fact that Homer and Marge keep seeing Bart and Lisa chase them without any parental or guardian yep. supervision. And they're okay with it to hop on a plane and go... Oh, they'll figure it they'll out. They'll be fine. They got this far. Oh, know. we're in New Jersey now. Oh, they've found us again. Well, God, we'd better run away from our own children. Some what? More. Like, yeah. fuck you. This is like, uh Yeah, get two hotel rooms, lock them in one, and go to an all-you-can-eat buffet. Sure. That's a night. <laughs> but yeah, I think Grandpa and Maggie still need to be involved. I not- reckon have Grandpa trying to pick up chicks fails, but then tries to pick up chicks with Maggie being like, look how cute my uh, mm, granddaughter nice. is, and that works, and they have like a little bonding over that. Better episode. I kind of also like the idea of Grandpa sucking at picking up women, but being extraordinarily talented at picking up gay men. <laughs> Like that, like, and then he's just like, well, they like listening to me at least. That's and something. all he wants is someone to listen to him. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like, because I thought that story was going to go somewhere. Yeah, well, it, it went nowhere. It was three fucking non-secretors and there was shit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's get so through this. Um, oh, this cool. so I reckon he's going to bronze. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's talking the big game. Oh, I see. The old catch-22 double backflip triple X throwdown. <laughs> 
BT, do you have any other notes? On the lackluster video, there's a good sign that says, if it doesn't star Sandra Bullock, you rent it free. I like that. Yep. And uh, also in the background, there's a Futurama poster. So that was fun yeah. for all those How Futurama fans out there. Uh, and the last one I have is when they're coming out of a news segment, it goes, well, let's just call that the tortoise that couldn't. Check our website for the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> just, That's an know. excellent uh, yeah, hard just cut the, from the news. subtext that, yeah, they've done this episode about a tortoise. It died, so they just cooked it and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> and Phil, do you have any other notes? I really like the line, listen, boy, sometimes you have to do bushy things like oh, watch yeah. drama videos with women. Yeah. So, and then Bart goes, so they do something that they hate for you? And he's like, exactly. Yeah, and then you're expecting like a dream bubble of like Marge mowing the lawn while he's in the hammock or something. Yeah, so, classic chop, chop, dig, dig sort of humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't, we don't get that, and all we're left with is <laughs> the implication. Mm. I did like Homer discovers there's a first class that they get mm. the seats to, and the waitress goes, <laughs> Would you like to order your dinner, sir? Would you like one steak or two steaks? Can, I, like, have can I have both? She's like, sure. <laughs> that was a very good joke. That yeah. was a very good. That's a very good Homer joke as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I did like when they finally thought they'd made it in Niagara Falls and they got away from the kids. And Homie's like, <laughs> Homie, Homer's like, <laughs> well, let me get your motor running, Marge. And he starts doing a little strip dance and he's on the top of the table and he like pulls his dressing gown off and he's just got a G string. And Marge goes, Homer, the waiter's still here. And he fishes into his front of his G pouch and pulls out. What must be, from what I've learned from Hollywood, $10,000. That's a big water cash. In thickness, and the guy just takes it with tongs. Yeah. I did quite like that. Yeah. He still wanted it, but he didn't want to touch it. No, fuck no. Yeah. Especially, it'd still be actually warm. <laughs> yeah. With crotch warmth, that's a different kind of warmth. Yeah, it's time for my final notes. Lisa was reading a really grim book, How mm. to Talk to a Drunk Father. Yeah, that was yeah, a sad was... sign gag. Their um, book gags have been not on par these last couple of webs. <laughs> didn't dig it, No. In the lackluster video, there's an adult section, but they're all like fucking art house films. Yeah. Like, it's just got Spike and Ang Lee and Trufant and unfunny Woody Allen. And <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that. Mo's line of Bride's Head will be revisited tonight kind of grossed me out, though. What? Oh, it's a movie called Bride's Head Revisited. I know. I know. It was but it's the way he said it, in, and I was kind of like, ooh. Yeah, it was like they went, what's the most boring yet? slightly pornographic title we can think of from yeah. classic literature yeah like brideshead boom yeah the erotic adventures of s um i hated uh sorry sir chocolate star wars isn't a movie uh, and then they had the long extended yeah. well you're not real oh yeah i mean this death i'm on the system Grandpa had a line that he was delivering while the shot was of the phone yeah. and of the phone ringing. Yeah, that went. Oh, that was in my notes as well, but I didn't say it because it just said long phone ring. Yeah, like, it was mm. just super janky. And because the phone ringing is the same time as Grandpa's line, it's like an obvious ADR thing. And, yeah. And yeah. also his line was just old man rambling as well. Yeah. You could have lost that, and I don't think it would have affected that scene. Yeah, because you had a decent line before it where they see the Drayton Arms Hotel get destroyed, and they're like, oh, God, we're orphans. And Grandma's like, I'm a legal guardian. Yeah. yeah. That was an okay joke, but then it just, yeah, whatever the second bite was made it worse while we stare at a phone. Yeah, not good. I like the idea dear of the joke that uh let's just go home and we'll have sex in the car and homer's like i was saving up for my birthday it's mm-hmm. like their best go at privacy is fucking he, in the car he just likes car sex Ugh. i don't know why it's but... bad it's so bad <laughs> they do have a station that. wagon yeah yeah, yeah even then. But... maybe they've got two cars maybe they're each in one 
I don't want to think about the mechanics of that. <laughs> Drive by, shake. No, no, that's there's no way that works. A lot of there has to be a porn. <laughs> two girls, two cars. It feels like it's. I don't yeah. think you should ever Google two girls, two cars. The fast and the curious. No. <laughs> <laughs> the cars that ate Paris out. <laughs> Close, better, warmer. Tokyo Drift. Um. <laughs> And I did like Flanders' line at the end. Let's see what's going on vis-a-vis the visa. Yep, very Flanders. Cute little Flanders, Ian. It is time to rank this thing. Wait, wait, wait. I've got something for this. (laughs) We know. I was waiting for you to get back to that. All right. Phil, it is your turn to rank this thing. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay, then. Listeners. This is a unrehearsed bit by Elliot O'Neill. <laughs> what would you like to rank it, mate? Um, edging, participant, or bronze? I think I'm going to bronze it. Yeah, bronze is one you'd watch again, though. Well, I guess participant's the answer then. Not you terrible. You can go bronze if you like. Well, it wasn't terrible. I don't want to watch it again. I'm pretty sure I've only seen it the one time, and I only remembered one line from the whole thing. Mm. It wasn't great. It was annoying that it wasn't so annoying that I was amused by the annoyance. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was better than the last piece of shit we saw, but it still wasn't great. Yeah. And conversely, I'm going to fucking fail this thing. I fucking no. hate it. Never want to watch it again. It is so bad. It is wow, you bad play as your a hands parody. It is bad as a Simpson story. Homer and Marge look like this episode makes them look neglectful fuckheads. And what's with the beast? Fuck this episode. BT, what would you like to rank it? I'm going to go participant. Uh, I just have no strong feelings one way or the other. It passes the time, but I don't really laugh, but I don't really shake my fist in anger either. So it is a meh. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's the Wednesday. It's the Wednesday, the meh day. Yeah. yeah. I oh. feel like the first time Elliot watched this episode, he might have just broken up with a girl. <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of inherent anger. He just got a very high credit card bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves that visa, visa, the visa line, but now he's got an Amer- annex. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a dull participant. It's actually the first dull participant from season 15, mm-hmm. but it'll be joining other such dull participants as It's a Mad, 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 Mad Marge, which was another one which was always a lot more furious than the other two members of the panel for that one. Yeah, yeah. I want to be furious. You told me I was watching Tribe today. Yeah, furious is fun. I like being furious. <laughs> what else? I'm it's trying. The only time I ever get mad is in this room. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's, the walls are padded. It's very so. fun. But yeah, I was working on one of the editing once, and logic the program was fucking up, and I was just like, "Thank God this is a soundproof room." Because, <laughs> oh my God, fucking fuck. Yep. I have swears for my avid that I don't use for anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you, avid. No, it's like you goddamn cunt bucket. <laughs> yep. When do you get really creative with these things? Honey, are you talking to me? No, no, no. Just the computer again. <laughs> It'll also be joining other dull participants. It'll also be joining other dull participants like Million Dollar AB, where Grandpa becomes a matador. Oh, yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yep. And remember Double Double Boy in Trouble, where Bart does a parent trap? Yes. There was a brief look on both your faces, like, <laughs> no? This is a thing that's happened to me, hasn't yeah. it? I think this is sitting amongst good company. Episodes that you forgot you've seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, Beware My Cheating Bart, where Bart's, like, hanging out with Shara. Shara. Whiskey Business with Mo's Suit. We covered that very yeah, early yeah. in the podcast that run. That was, like, maybe the first one. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I hated that more. I, I think if I, I'd gotten two solid laughs out of this episode, I would have bronzed it. But I actually don't feel like I did. But the threshold is you'd want to watch it again then. Yeah. 
Mm. Exactly. That's I'd have no motivation to watch this one again. No, I already know the floor is lava. It can teach me nothing else. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. That about does it for the teens era. Thank fuck. And let's move on to a good episode. So let's begin. Of the Simpsons Index. And, you know, I've been looking for an excuse to do this episode for a while, but, you know, what better excuse than someone dying? So, let's go watch the episode with George Bush Sr. Ah. Right. <laughs> Who died? What haven't you told me? <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our classic episode for the evening, which was Season 7, Episode 13, Two Bad Neighbours. First released in January of 96, it was directed by Wes Archer, written by Ken Keeler. In this episode, you all know this one, this is the one where George H.W. Bush comes and moves to town. This was back when he was just George Bush, and he didn't have to differentiate himself from mm-hmm. other George Bushes who were also president. Guys, what do you think? Lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's one of those ones where I know it's a good episode because I've only written down about eight things because I was too busy <laughs> watching it. Yeah. yeah, too busy enjoying it. There's a lot of fun moments to be had in this one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really it's quite clever. It paces along really well. Like it's everything escalates mm. sufficiently well. Like the characters. The characters are motivated by motives. Yeah. It's amazing. Things happen <laughs> that are within the realms of possibility that they react to within their own certain guidelines, and it all it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So should definitely preface this conversation by saying a little bit of background with the Simpsons and the Bushes. Yeah. So here I'm actually reading directly from the Wikipedia article for this. People come here to hear Wikipedia read out. <laughs> I know. And we're ready. See, yeah, I usually hate it when podcasts <laughs> no, do no, that. But, but it, in this case, they've actually done like the best summation of yeah. the situation possible. So, yeah, just saying that, yeah, I haven't reworded this myself. Standby for situation submission. The show had a feud with the Bushes that eventually led to the idea for this episode. In the October 1990 edition of People, Barbara Bush called The Simpsons, quote, the dumbest thing I had ever seen which led to the writers to sending a letter to where they posed as Marge Simpson and where Barbara Bush immediately sent a reply in which she apologised. Oh. In January of 92, the then-president George H.W. Bush made a speech during his re-election campaign that reignited the feud. At that point, family values were the cornerstone of Bush's campaign platform, to which effect he gave the following speech at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. We are going to keep on trying to strengthen the American family to make American families a lot more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Samsons. So, yeah. And what was that? The National Religious Religious Broadcasters Convention. Broadcasters (laughs) Convention. And yeah, the next broadcast of a Simpsons episode, which was a rerun of Stark Raving Dad, the Michael Jackson episode, they put in a new opening, Mm -hmm. which was a response to Bush's speech. Uh, The scene is they're watching television and they watch George Bush give that speech, and which Bart replies to it, hey, we're just like the Waltons. We're praying for an end to the depression as well. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. So yeah, they've had this sort of long standing with the Bushes, and it Mm -hmm. was their philosophy with writing this episode that they didn't really want to criticize him for his politics they wanted to make fun of him for his old man crotchetiness and yep. you know get very dennis the menace with it yeah yeah very much so so starting with you bt what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse all right so as i learned from the great prophet bill hicks 
so there's a bit where Homer calls Bush a wimp and that really triggers him. It's because there's a Newsweek article during his presidency when it's like trying to overcome the wimp factor. And basically Newsweek just called President Bush a wimp and yeah. it allegedly really got into his skin and really pissed him off. And I'm like, oh, so then there's a bit where Homer calls him a wimp and there's this kind of darkening of his eyes and he kind of glares at him and that kind of starts yeah. to feed properly. I'm like, that's what that is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely the way that stood out for me because like, there's a few other bits and pieces that, that have historical context that I don't quite get and didn't quite have the time to research properly. But yeah, it got interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of subtext here that maybe Americans will get and especially those alive during the Bush administration, part one. Well, yeah, they said they didn't really want to lean on any of the politics, but they definitely make a lot of political references. Mm, but They allude. I- yeah, I think the important thing to note is that as a kid, I loved this episode despite the fact not knowing who George Bush was. Honestly. Yeah, I knew he was a president, but I didn't know anything, any of the other stuff. But you get enough from context to figure that out. Yeah, and I feel like they're delivering the line slyly and quickly enough that, you know, they move on for it before you realise you are, you don't actually get the reference. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the references are phrased in jokes or in the context of what's going on anyhow. So yeah. even it's a reference, but it's still actuality to what's going on in the actual scene it makes sense even if you don't know all of the context was yeah context jurors and how about you phil what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse i still love the bit where he pretends to be jeb and george w bush with cardboard <laughs> cutouts <laughs> and he walks outside and then they fly up and i always i thought that he said hey boys don't fly away now i need your help or something but he didn't seem to say it in this he just said boys come back here looking up like yeah. people disappearing upwards is a thing that it's completely adorable yeah and then to be have his head dumped in glue and then a, a colorful wig stuck on his head is yeah. fucking brilliant amazing beautiful in its simplicity and the moment from the episode that stood out to me is the the scene with Marge and Barbara mm. having tea together. Yeah, I feel like that's come from them doing the reply letter and then yeah. Barb apologizing. Yeah. Yeah, because it felt like after, you know, because if you look up Marge's response to that, it's actually really sweet. And, mm-hmm. you know, our family's not perfect, that sort of speech. And yeah. it's like they reasonably worked it out. And then George Bush just threw down the gauntlet again. <laughs> yeah. I also kind of like at least somewhere in The Simpsons is someone going, oh, how long were you president? Four years. Well, we've been on for 30. <laughs> also, I never realized that he only did one term. Yeah. Is, I thought he was a two-termer. Nope. He is the last, uh, most recent one-term president. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Said Clinton was two, George other Bush was two. Yep. <laughs> George O. Bush, yes. Obama was two, <laughs> and yeah. uh, fingers crossed it ends there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no way. I mean, surely. you want to believe it. I mean, I but do. But we got here. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how we got to the top of this mountain, but surely we can't go up the next one. <laughs> surely we can't go up this other mountain, smash cut. How did we get up here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, <laughs> damn it. Now Eric Trump is in charge. What the fuck happened? <laughs> he's only 12, and he looks like somehow he's 70 and five. <laughs> How can you look like a kid and a pedophile at the same time? <laughs> Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I reckon 10, easy. 11, just to be one up. Yep. Motherfucker. <laughs> I meant 10, easy, as in to the power of E, where oh, E right. is two. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> With one. <laughs> But no, I've seen this uh, fucking so many times. Uh, yeah, it's the same old Elliot story, you know. I videotaped it, I watched a bunch, and then I bought DVDs and watched a bunch more. Mm. It's great. Wackiness. Pretty wacky. Very yeah. wacky. This is a hijinxy episode. Yes. There's some great background bits I did want to call a quick attention to. There's the uh, bottles of the sex tonic are in the attic. Ah, uh, yes. They and actually had a lot of past Simpsons references yeah, in yeah. the... Extopolova kettle was uh, also on their lawn. Oh, really? Yeah. The what? giant, giant Aztec head. Oh, I thought it was a kettle. 
<laughs> no, uh, the Mary Worth phone from the Itchy and Scratchy animation oh, cell episode is yeah. in the background. Oh, they had that too. Mm-hmm. What did you see? Um, fuck. <laughs> ti- I didn't see that. A Tyrak. <laughs> and a Tyrak motor. I did like Skinner's. It's awfully noisy. Is it? Well, he pulled the motor out. Now, now the ties are motionless. Well, yeah. I only have one tie. Yeah, ignore the fact that I only have one tie. I'm going to pass. And then, like, we sold that tie rack. Yeah, that's <laughs> second and a half. And then when he's like, for the man who has everything, this tie rack motor. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Hold three bites of the cherry skinner. Yeah, uh, that was a great bit. The whole rummage sale was a lot of fun wackiness mm. And there. it's a really... $90. <laughs> oh, I suppose you could get anything in there. You no, know? only candy. $90. Sorry. <laughs> it's a good organic starter to, like, the whole neighborhood being there. Homer getting some kind of celebrity going on, mm. then that being taken away immediately. So he's already disliking Bush yeah. the second he turns yeah, up. Like, well, works really nicely. It's entertaining as like just basically a setup and a segue. Also, is that the origin story of Disco Stew? It is indeed. This is the first episode featuring Disco Stew. So he's really Disco Stub with a silent D. <laughs> <laughs> it's French. <laughs> <laughs> disco Stew. <laughs> yeah, fantastic first showing for Disco Stew and his mm-hmm. uh, his grungy friend that we never see again. What what What's his name, do you reckon? Grungy uh, Gary. <laughs> Nirvana McJam. <laughs> Is that a reference to Pearl Jam? Yes. <laughs> uh, Kirk McBain. <laughs> hmm. Maybe he's Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Darius, Dr- uh, Darius Rucker? Rucker, yeah. Fuck, how did you know that? That guy um, has a name that you guys know? No, it's from a Key and Peele bit. <laughs> where he's like, no, no, there's no Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm not Hootie. There is no Blowfish. That was just the name of the band. I was Hootie, Hootie. <laughs> I'm trying to start my solo career and my name is Darius. <laughs> Hootie. <laughs> yeah, fantastic first showing for a character that would end up overstaying his welcome several times over. <laughs> <laughs> but he stayed on character, at least. He never migrated to, like, nightclub music. It's no. always disco. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had two lines in this and they were both perfect disco stew doesn't advertise yeah and disco stew likes disco music oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah just him sidling up with homer as well ah oh, that's so good and yeah in the rummage sale as well like i like that once homer has taken and commanded the crowd he's still dragging flanders around oh, yeah. by yeah. the speaker that could very easily not be attached to him anymore yeah, yeah. but i do also like chief wiggum with a little piano the yeah keyboard. <laughs> Very cute. It's not wacky, but I really like the neighborhood walk where they bump into Apu, yeah. watching the Firebird, oh, Thunderbird, um, or whatever it is. Singing the long, the wrong <laughs> lyrics to the Dream Police. <laughs> yeah. Dream Police. Well, they're the right lyrics, but it sounds like he wasn't listening to the Dream Police while he recorded him singing it. Yeah. Like, well, like he it's just, so he, off. And also he put the bed and headline in the wrong place. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's standing there just in his denims and his cowboy boots. <laughs> cowboy he's like, boots. Can I spray you with a hose in a playful manner? <laughs> spray the boy. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that is so clever. Yeah, but... And the hard cut to the malfunctioning squishy machine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that was so good. Like That's the kind of good hard cuts that the yeah. current is missing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's fast. It's more ridiculous than you had imagined in your mind. So when he goes, 
the malfunctioning swishing machine, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe it's there sparking. But the entire shop is basically a pool of squishy, mm-hmm. and there's divers <laughs> yeah. with welding tools trying to work on it. And then Jimbo steals the six pack of beer still. Yeah, underwater welding to- tools as well, yeah. which, <laughs> like, it was not easier to drain the <laughs> yeah. they could just, You gotta squishy. fix the problem before you drain the store. You gotta <laughs> open the door first. It's not like squishies are hooked up to a, like a pipe that goes to the central squishy. Uh, do you know how yeah. many? How many seven elevens have you worked in, mate? Okay, fair enough. How many squishy <laughs> machines have you disassembled and accidentally taken the cap off the pipe to <laughs> squishy vana? Yeah. Oh god, it's just like a spigot that doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean, people in glass houses still don't know how to operate squishy machines. <laughs> that old saying. But I did have a Jordan's anal corner about Shut this whole so Apu is out the front of presumably his house. He doesn't mm. have a house. He's got an apartment. That's true. Yeah, maybe he downgraded. Uh, this is very early on, but he's still single at this point, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the early years and the very few times that we saw Apu at his own house, he was at like a bachelor arms apartment. I yeah. think it was called. And also, does he ever have a Firebird ever again? I don't think so. Uh, he's driving it oh. in the one where he's uh, dating all those women, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, before he marries Manjuli. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There you go. I did like the little Ayatollah t-shirt. Yeah, Ayatollah <laughs> Khomeini t-shirt. And I was like, but it works for all Ayatollahs. And then rattles off four <laughs> Ayatollahs. I'm like, yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I like this is the one bit where Homer's versed in politics, where it can <laughs> still be applicable to his very naughty shirt. <laughs> I do love when he's selling that. He's like, Ayatollah Khomeini thinks he's better than America. Is he right? No! no! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a funny little gag. Yeah. It's, like, it's the equivalent of the all in favour, aye, all opposed, me. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps saying it? It's him, <laughs> fellas. Get him. Lots of good, fun, wacky humour, and especially, yeah, with this whole Dennis the Menace thing, mm. which I will say in terms of pacing, it's kind of weird that the episode sort of sets you up for this Homer Bush rivalry, and then for, like, the middle chunk, it's actually Bart Dennising the Menacing, yeah. George Bush. It's I a think verb. Dennising's a word. And it doesn't really come back to Homer until post-spanking. Yeah, but I think it kind of, it sets Homer up that he's already disgruntled sure. with him, and mm. so now that he's, he's waiting for a legitimate to reason to kind of have a word to him. Yeah. So if it was like, if they were kind of on not friendly but cordial terms, there would be scope for a lower escalation. It wouldn't be straight to action. Yeah. It wouldn't be straight to um, bottle rockets. (laughs) Yeah. But I think what the Dennis the Menacing thing does so well is that it does get away from the whole politics of George Bush sort of thing Mm -hmm. and it does just show you, yeah, an old man versus a young rambunctious child. Yeah, and he's just being annoying for the most part. He's not doing anything wrong. He's like, who's that, George? Who's that, George? Well, you wouldn't know him. Who's that, George? Well, (laughs) That's a dumb name. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he thinks Bart is a dumb name. (laughs) And even him being a bit jealous of, don't remember the last time she made cookies for me. What was that? (laughs) Oh, nothing. Oh, I do like when he's in the garage and he's set the outboard motor awry in the in the yeah. garage that's running around destroying stuff and then it stops and they're all holding and looking at it and Bart that's... walks up and just kicks it so it starts again. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And this is the follow-up. Grandpa's all, oh, big deal. In my day, we got spanked by presidents <laughs> all the time. Oh, uh, this is something that I only discovered yesterday when I did my research. Grover Cleveland spanked me on two non-consecutive occasions. He is the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. That's oh, the joke there. Oh, right. <laughs> nicely done. So, nicely done, Grandpa. Cuts. 
So yeah, that's funny. He got spanked on two non-consecutive occasions, assumingly in each one of Grover's what, presidency. Yeah. He was like, oh, you again. Well, you know what to do. I like, <laughs> I like to think there's enough children in the States that takes four years to spank them all. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Yeah, he's let have... the president spank your children day. Come on down to the county uh, fair. There's no let. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> yeah, This is happening. <laughs> The president will just be wandering around the county fair spanking children as he as his will. I did love that visual when the Flanderers are over with the Busherers mm. and Todd goes, There's one little boy who's very bad. He's a bad little boy. And you just hear the skateboard sound and they yeah. all look yeah. and just through the bars, but yeah. unmovingly just skates past and dun, they're, dun, dun. they're all staring at him. Like everyone's just tracking eyes. And like I really like that there's kind of like the poltergeisty bad child. <laughs> yeah. The, Precursor the very, for danger. The, the, Damien the, the, is what The I'm good son kind of moment. Yeah, just oh, like, yeah. he's not doing anything bad. He's just, just the, he's the presence. It's uneasy. Mm. Got a look about him. His hands covered with mud and cookies. Yeah, <laughs> probably stolen napkin. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a, like, a suspicious old man-y thing to love it. So good. And I think Bart, like is being knowingly annoying throughout oh, yeah. this whole he thing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> so that makes me think that when, you know, the memoirs are destroyed and George Bush is, you know, shadowing over him and he goes, whoa, man, he's like, that's almost like a character break for Bart. Yeah, he's doing this kind of lovable, noxious yeah. bit and that's the moment of being re- genuinely Bart again. Yeah, sorry, I said character break. I meant like the jig is up sort of yeah, more thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like he's pushed it too far and now he's realised that he has. Yeah, yeah. you know, because it's the typical Bart thing because when he tells Homer about it, he's like, ramps up. It's like, oh, I begged him to stop, <laughs> but he said it was for the good of the nation. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, Bush only spanked him twice and Bart just sort of more looked befuddled by the You're whole like, thing. Oh, that was it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's walking, walking away confused. Yeah. But I like that as like the inciting incident to then mm. start the major rivalry. But it all, like, it all worked. I think any longer, and the but Dennis and Menace, it would, it would get Bush. It would be too much. Yeah. yeah, it just became a revenge story after that. But fortunately, all the revenges were just so compelling and fun. Yeah, like the wig thing or the fucking banner. Yeah. <laughs> I do like like the implication is I know how to cause trouble too. And he holds up a spray paint can, and then it's just he's made a banner and hung it from his on own his house. own house. He's like, I don't get it. Are you saying you and Barb are no. bad neighbors? The neighbors are bad. You know, boy, what? Bart, Martin, and me. No, the boy and the the, the, the man. man. Well, I don't know the man's name. <laughs> the boy is Bar. But Bar, what's the name of the man? <laughs> I don't understand. Lemonade is a great. Line as well. <laughs> Barb's a whiz with beverages of all kinds. I don't understand lemonade myself. <laughs> Not my forte. <laughs> the thing about the sign that I always thought about as a kid, which gave me great joy, is like putting it in the real world context if you were to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two bad neighbors and then attempt to do a spray paint caricature of your bad neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, look, it looks so doofusy. Yeah. Like you'd, you'd see that and you would only think it was a homage to that episode because yeah. you couldn't draw, well, I certainly couldn't paint a realistic no. caricature <laughs> of my neighbor. It would just be a frowny face. Yeah. <laughs> with poop, with stink lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Look at all the flies buzzing around your head, woman. You're a mess. <laughs> so, yeah, there's more wackiness to talk about. But first, I want to talk about the heart of this episode. Did you guys get any bumps? Not super bumpy. I think you kind of, like, you're on side with, actually, there's no real size. Like, you understand where everyone is. Mm-hmm. You're kind of on side with Homer a little bit because he's morally has the correct stance but mm. also got, he also has that moment of like uh you apologize for paying my son never you make him apologize for destroying my memoirs <gasps> you never told me to destroy his memoirs <laughs> i'll kill you no it's <laughs> like you never told me to destroy his memoirs 
Never! <laughs> and he's still still holding fast, even though he's just made this momentary, re- this sudden revelation that Bart is not as innocent as he made himself out yeah, to be. Yeah. But he's in it now. <laughs> but also, it's Bart. Like, surely that's your default position. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if there's any huge bums because there were no, no real it's not, lesson not going for it either. Yeah. It's not going for it, but the episode doesn't suffer because of it either. No. And, you know, there is a nice moment, with, like I said, with Barbara and Marge. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, when Gorbachev arrives <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, Barbara makes him apologize. Like, yeah. Come to give you a warming uh, of house present and you are you, tumbling with local off. <laughs> can you do a quick Googling on The Simpsons and see what Mikhail Gorbachev says to his chauffeur in Russian? Oh, yeah. Like, I, don't, I didn't get yeah, that Yeah, no either. subtitle. Well, of course we didn't. You don't speak Russian. Yeah. Or do you, commie? That, that's not weird at all. <laughs> it was a test, Elliot. You've passed. For now. Um, For now. Would you like some pierogi? <laughs> There's a couple of conflicting things on this Reddit post, but the two options that I list are, wait till my boss hears about this, or another translation, well, we know who the boss is here or who wears the shoes around here. I think that second one makes more sense because Barb's been the one who told him off. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Who wears the shoes around here? Mm-hmm. Currently, nobody. So, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yep. It was pretty on point, yeah. Yeah, like I said, everyone feels motivated. Bart's just causing trouble, but in a new way. He never states that plan, but you kind of figure it out anyway. Yeah. Homer is motivated by rage and, you know, Bush is walking in on his turf. He's got that whole bit at the beginning about how he loves Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> like, has the lower voter count in the whole country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's got the bit of um, when he's getting all the attention singing at the yard sale or whatever. And then he's like, everyone just pay attention to me now. Yeah. So immediately has reason to hate George Bush. And he's got that great line where he's like, looks him up. He's like, all right. His story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks him up in the encyclopedia. Um, does Lisa speak in this episode? Um, surely. I can't remember, but I think she does in passing. She was sitting there on the beanbag reading. Oh, um, she spouts some fact about George Bush, and she goes, well, I wouldn't have voted for oh, him, but it's right. nice to have a celebrity in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. Well, if Lisa didn't that's vote right. for him, that's and right. I, I didn't vote for him, you didn't vote for anybody. <laughs> and this episode gets straight into that, you know. It's only just this quick little opening sketch about the Saturday afternoon TV, you know, the Sandcastle building preview <laughs> yeah, Grand I, Nationals the same case. And, I yeah. do, and I do love it. it's a good classic Simpsons what are we watching to set up the gag gag yeah, yeah. And Open, I do like, opening watching TV yeah, oh, yeah. girls in bikinis volleyballers mm. jet skis doom buggies <laughs> normally they're all over this beach but today they've been cleared out for sand maintenance <laughs> but the question on everyone's lips yeah. is Jeffrey Jefferson will he be here today oh there he is yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, integrity-wise, I've got no problems with it. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, yep. I'd watch it now. Yeah, man, we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this belong in? President's uh, Revenge Plans. Yeah, President's Revenge Plans, Dennis the Menace Illusions. Mm-hmm. Things where Homer says something very intelligent and no one's around. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes, barking up the wrong bush. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he knows that that's the most clever thing he's yeah. ever going to say. It's not that great of a line. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is clever. I'll yeah. give him that. <laughs> but not even the dog was there to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other playlists? Bunny wigs. Put it with the, when they go to the Gold, sun funny. sphere. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Wig playlist, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a stretch, but what do you want? <laughs> when Homer gets the toupee in that treehouse of horror, why not? Secret Service people. There's plenty of those around Mayor Quimby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hired goons playlist. Yep. <laughs> Sir, can you pop the hood of your trunk, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my taxes paid for that hood. <laughs> 
Ah, so good. BT, what would you change? Ooh, I would enjoy a half-hour documentary about all the references. Yeah. And then I would understand that, and then I'd watch the episode and laugh a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill? Oh, I don't really know. I would like to see one more round of pranking. Oh, yeah. At this stage, we could probably lose a little bit of the Dennis and Menace and a little bit more pranky McStanky. But I really, do, I do like how satisfied with himself George Bush looks just driving donuts on their lawn. <laughs> he must be like, lost. Like, is this... <laughs> He's not lost. <laughs> I like how to him, this is like the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good contrast because, yeah, Homer and Bart's plans are so conniving. You know, yeah. bottle rockets at toe-touching time and <laughs> yep. wigs at morning time. And boxes of locusts. <laughs> Always use the Bible, boy. It's the, it's the prankster's Bible. Yeah, yep. what would God do? Yeah, we're gonna hit him right. where he lives in his house exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i do i love george bush's line i'm gonna ruin you like a japanese banquet what the fuck there was he was on envoy mission in japan halfway through his term and he's sitting at the big table where they're all facing the cameras and stuff and he's sitting next to the japanese prime minister and he gets food poisoning and he literally leans over almost passes out and vomits on the japanese prime minister <gasps> really yeah it was quite the social faux pas mm. oh but then he was also rushed to hospital allegedly yeah, yeah. Oh. i think he was passing secret documents that's mm. awesome through his puke yeah where are we? you never get searched there yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> blur there's the microchip <laughs> yeah the secret service like quick search his puke <laughs> jeffrey that's your job damn it Oh, man, I hate being a Secret Service intern. <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, Lee, it's not a perfect episode, but also I'm not good enough to change it. Like, mm. it speaks to the quality of the newer episodes that I think I'm good enough to change them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, everything, everything has a great pace. Everything, you know, it's fun. And, yeah. yeah. Everyone's motivated properly. Yeah. The only shortcomings of the episode is that it does make a lot of deep dive jokes, which... Yeah, from 20 years ago and a different country, we're not quite getting, but that's yeah. not exactly its fault. Yeah, but it never prevented me from liking the episode. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's kind of the audience's fault for not being... Yeah. More mid, read up on... Mid-American 1995 politics. Yeah. I apologize for not being that every day. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Marge is like, oh, why don't you post these flyers about the sale? You'll get a lot of fresh air and exercise. Eh, I'll do it anyway. Yeah, very <laughs> great good. Great little just passing line there. This is the greatest neighborhood in town, boy. If you love it so much, why do you litter everywhere? <laughs> it's easier, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but like steps over yeah. the can as he accepts it, yeah. Uh, and my last note is really just about Gerald Ford falling down, which he was also famous for. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a thing where he like fell down getting off the stairs of Air Force One and then like a week later did it again. <laughs> so he was, and I know this because there, there was an Animaniac song talking about the various presidents <laughs> and the line for Gerald Ford was, Gerald Ford fell down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did love all that. Say, Homer, do you like football? <laughs> do I ever. Do you like nachos? You bet. Let's ha watch the game and have some nachos and then some beer. <laughs> Yeah, it works very well. And a good kind of contrast to end it on as yeah. well. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Any other notes? The only other note I've got is we wanted to move somewhere where the neighborhood had no hopes or dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like that because it's like little subtle burning of Springfield and we know Homer's very proud of Springfield. Yeah. Um, even though he relitters a lot and wasn't there for the line, but still the idea yeah. of them being, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. having opposing ideologies. Yeah. And then I love the bit where they 
Agent Sipowitz, Agent Smith, step down. <laughs> and he opens the gate and Homer walks in and he goes, oh, you've got trouble, boy. And he goes, ah, you've got trouble. No, you've got trouble. <laughs> and they get up really close to each other and they just slowly back away, but still, you asking for trouble. Yeah. I love trouble. We are getting it. You're getting it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> trouble for you was like the <laughs> f- fucking last line that was the infinity plus one well, there's yeah. gonna be trouble yeah that's right trouble for you damn it <laughs> <laughs> i can't do better than that and yeah a couple of musical moments as well we mentioned dream police before and you know we've all sung table five to stay in alive now <laughs> yeah absolutely yep. and spend some do with table three <laughs> very good I forgot to mention with Gerald Ford before, his car as he pulled up, the license plate was Mr. Durr. Yeah, I did see that. I thought it was Durr, though. <laughs> Sorry, Beach, I shouldn't have taken, uh, made that. I nearly as... spit take and ruined the mic. <laughs> <laughs> time for my final notes. It's about it's... bloody time, Chase. Yeah, get... Ugh, talk about you long enough. Yeah. Would you like some final notes? <laughs> <laughs> How about we read some final notes and have some beer? I already drank my beer, but okay. Mm, okay. Should I have nachos, nachos instead of nachos? <laughs> oh my god, another episode that references football. I can't fucking avoid it. You can't not get football. <laughs> it's the oxygen of the Simpsons. Yeah, every Simpsons episode has football or a reference to it. It's, it's like the- Superman in Seinfeld. Oh, I was about to say it's the Superman in Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> Swish. Another mm. football reference. <laughs> um, sure got that hat trick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now for a golden duck. Oh, I've never seen this place before. How could you not? It's right across yeah. from our house. <laughs> Which is the type of stuff I'm a bit annoyed by, but it seemed to be okay on this one. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell you what house is across the road from them. Yeah, apart exactly. From that. Yeah, they've seldom like done that for you. But yeah, yeah it's it was funny and it was knowing enough for them to get away with it. Mm, a crusty burger. That doesn't sound too appetizing. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. What kind of stew do you have? We don't have stew, sir. <laughs> Just have the cheeseburger, sir. That's more of a weekend thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that guy in the drive-thru. I love when Barton and Bush get in that little tiff. Where'd you get those pajamas? They're presidential pajamas, and you have to be president to get them, and you're not president. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Bar! <laughs> <laughs> like how annoyed he gets just with like a five year old telling me he's yeah. president. The final escalation, though, after was pretty fucking brutal. Bush goes to fucking wire cut home. Yeah. 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 And they fought their way up out of a manhole. Yeah, that's fight, tough. Fight up, stupid. That yeah. is that great bit where Homer just does a half pipe run up yeah. to land on Bush. It's it was so tough. professional wrestling. Yeah. I loved it. It was such a good move. Is that? And you just see. I love that you saw it, him run up so you knew where he was, but then it cut to his view and he just like slammed onto yeah. him. So, so good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. It is time to rank this thing. BT. I am going to gold. It's good. It's quite good. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with it, but it's just not that upper echelon of perfection that we reserve for Cubic Zirconia. Yeah, a lot of laughs even after all this time. And I'm actually kind of curious to learn a bit more of history just to get some more stuff. So to the library! <laughs> uh, they've tricked you into learning. Yes. How about you, Phil? What would you like to rank this thing? I think I'm going to echo BT's comments and gold it as well. I'm, or for all the same reasons. It's a really good episode. It's not the best of the best, but it's pretty damn... It's the 11th of the top 10. Yeah. The excellent ranking, you know, it's episodes like this that this was made for. I wouldn't say it's essential to the Simpsons experience. And normally I'd say, yeah, because some of the references are deep cut, but I feel like this episode totally works without them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a certain eloquence to that that I could say, yeah, maybe Cubic and maybe Cubic if I got all the references. Mm -hmm. I reckon you could show that to a 14-year-old kid now and they'd still 
find it entertaining. Yeah, they yeah. probably wouldn't get Dennis the Menace or any. No, of the, you wouldn't. Yeah. But you wouldn't need to. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all you don't have to go. Oh, he's being Dennis the Menace to know he's being an annoying yeah. piss hand. You just know he's being. He's changed his character to try to piss him off in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So that will be a unanimous gold. This will be joining other unanimous golds like Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, which we yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find ones that we did to get. Did we? We did separate vocations with you as well, Phil, where Bart and Lisa do like the um, the swap. Lisa becomes the bad kid and yes. Bart becomes the hall monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, fuck. That's a good one. That was yeah. a good lot of fun. Deep Space Homer, which we covered. Yeah. I think that was the first episode you I were on. I think it on. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I think I cubic that, didn't I? No, no. Unanimous gold. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I've uh, grown softer and harder over time. <laughs> but no, Deep Space Homer, I've had a couple of people ask why that wasn't perfect. And I still say the pacing's a little slow. Like, it's not as rapid fire as some of the yeah, Simpsons. It's still a lot of fun. It's just not that amazing. I can't believe how good this is. Yeah. And Bart Star as well, when Bart takes up Pee Wee football and Nelson's the star quarterback <laughs> and Homer's the coach and Yorkart, 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 and yeah. all that stuff. All that good fun. Yeah. I think this episode settles in very nicely with that. Hmm. All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. But before we get out of here, we'd just like to talk about other things that aren't the Simpsons for once. So, BT, starting with you, what are you into this week? Man, if I've had a spare moment, it's just been Hollow Knight. That's still... <laughs> that was last week's answer. I know, but it's I, I don't have a lot of free time, and it's super freaking good. Yeah. Outside of that, which I could talk about for ages, but I'll restrain myself. I did finally check out Dirty John. That's pretty good. Yeah, excellent um, podcast. Yes, but other than stuff that's, you know, old, Hollow Knight, just really, really, I'm in deep nest at the moment. It's great. I really want to talk a lot about how they make it so creepy and how that works so well. But yeah, super, super great. Yeah, yeah, I listened to Dirty John as well. wasn't wasn't st- I think it was just overhyped by the time I got to it. I heard a lot of people rave about it. It's good. Yeah, and it is that last episode is thrilling as hell. He's like, what the? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't find it amazing, but there's also another one called Doctor Death, which is very similar. Yeah, like it kind of tracks the same thing, and I feel like it's what the serial series had, where it's here's all the facts, here's the facts we know them, here's some things we've identified as people we've interviewed. We have no answers for you. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. Like, okay, thanks. Yeah, a couple of the episodes delve deep into the speculation, which I'm not that big a fan of either. Yeah, yeah. I can... uh, with uh, Dr. Death. Mm. I think Dirty John was a lot consi- more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was not bad. How about you, Phil? What are you into? A couple of things for me. I'm playing, well, when I get a chance, which is not very often, mm-hmm. a new zombie survival steampunk real-time strategy game called They Are Billions. We have to build a colony to survive a horde of billions of zombies. Oh, and it's RTS. Yeah. yeah cool. It's really, really, really good. Really simple, really addictive, and super fucking hard. I've played it for like 50 hours and I've got past level one. Yeah, oh, I wow. Think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's still in beta, so there's only like four levels. So it's that kind of thing where if you get something wrong, you're going to die. Yeah. It's because they're like, you spawn, you have like this main base you got to keep safe, you got to build up and manage resources and build defenses and stuff. But the map is full of zombies who randomly will shuffle in. But then every 12 game days, which is about 10 to 15 minutes, you get bigger and bigger waves that come. Mm. So you need to be mindful of zombies around you all the time and be building all your defenses for, frankly, the ridiculous amount of zombies that come at the end. I'm impressed because with all the zombie games we've had, I don't think I've ever seen a real-time strategy one. No, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's like 30 bucks on Steam at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I've already spent at least 52 hours on it. Mm. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Uh, And the other thing I'd like to mention is that for all your listeners out there who are listening via digital download, which I assume is all of you, (laughs) you should all be aware of the new bill that was passed in Australia called the Access and Assistance Bill that basically allows the government to 
forced tech companies in Australia to put backdoors to encrypted text services oh. uh, and messages and data and potentially install things on PCs, laptops, and phones that can then mine and report back your data movements to it. Oh, so, fuck. <laughs> have a look. It passed only on Friday. It's a very controversial bill. It gives ASIO and I discovered the six intelligence agencies that we have in Australia. We have six? Yep. I didn't even know that. I did. I like, barely even knew about ASIO. Yep. There's one called Australian Secret Information Service. I'm like, you have secret in the title. Um, <laughs> Our crowd was blown. <laughs> but it also, it also extends powers to state and federal police, border security, the people who look after the customs checking at airports. All right. It does not give powers to anti-corruption watchdogs and organizations. Of course not. And it does not infringe on parliamentary privilege, which means that they can spy on anyone in the country or anyone who's a citizen of the country apart from anyone in politics. Anyway, it's a big issue. Well, it's not a big issue. It is a big issue that no one's really reporting on. Because mm, it's complicated. It's complicated. It sounds like it's been passed by agreement through Labor under keeping Australia safe over Christmas from terrorists. Yep. Anything they bury during Christmas, you know is shady. It literally passed on the last day of Parliament. <laughs> so check it out. Go to mediarightswatch.org.au and it has a pretty good explanation there. Or if you just Google assistant access and assistance bill, you'll find a couple of things that will tell you about it. But... Know what you are doing. Know that now you have no secure communications in, in this country. And I recommend getting a VPN. Yep. I, I personally will spruik the good name of private internet access. They have been my VPN for the last two years. And they're on all my devices. And it's very easy to install. So, yeah, I very much recommend them. Yeah, I just recently started using NordVPN. And it's $30 for three years. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it is also on my phone and my laptop. So, yeah, really pretty good. Yeah, my official recommendation for this. Hmm, I wonder what it could be. Could it be Super Smash Brothers? I don't know. Do you have like a, a little audio clip for that? That's the one thing that they don't have the announcer saying oh, in wow. the audio okay. clips there. I was saying that all sarcastic shit, but all right. <laughs> so yeah, if you didn't get the reference to what I was playing the audio clips from, that was from Super Smash Brothers. I have been uh, exhaustingly playing that all week. I am deeply in love with the Smash Brothers franchise. I have been since the Nintendo 64. This game is fucking amazing just for the sheer size and scope because it's got every character that's ever been in a Smash Brothers. So a massive roster that will just take you so long to <laughs> unlock all the characters. And it had. It fucking... Like, it took me a long time, a solid play. I do have my gripes with the single-player modes, which I'm already, after a week, kind of bored with. Mm. I think that they did this thing where to compromise having every single character that's ever been in smash brothers in one game that they have really taken a lot of the other bells and whistles out of the smash brothers games that you'd usually find like i don't find either single player mode classic mode or the world of light thing very compelling like mm. world of like has an awesome intro sequence where you watch all the smash brothers characters die but then the game is just you're traveling on a big jpeg you fight battles in which you win smaller JPEGs, which you feed other JPEGs to to level them up. It, it's just fucking crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having said that, the gameplay is really good and it's really challenging, but... Yeah, it feels like this thing, I don't know if you guys remember Mortal Kombat Armageddon, mm -hmm. where before the yeah. game went back to 2D, they had their last 3D game, which had every single Mortal Kombat character in, but they didn't have fatalities in it. 
it had like a builder fatality yeah, system. That was dumb. That's weird. That's mm. all you worked for. And making yeah. Sonya do spin kicks. Well, mm. they fortunately they were able to keep the spin kicks Phew. in. But it's that sort of thing where yeah, I feel like they don't have like all these fun modes that used to be in smashes like even their classic mode feels bare bones compared to even the past ones and you know and i'm an apologist for subspace emissary i kind of liked that mode i don't get people's gripe with it but yeah it's an essential party game if you have got a switch it's up there with mario kart and it's the most complete version of smash brothers in terms of you know a versus mode even though the single player stuff is you know leaving me a bit wanting all right guys let's get the heck out of here so thank you again for joining us for the simpsons index and thank you for joining me in the studio thank you phil my pleasure as always thank you bt if you didn't close i'd never leave <laughs> and i've been your host elliot j o'neill that's all the mustard in the house wait there's no mustard all right what about the pickles thank you for listening to the simpsons index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com you can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Alright, I just need to catch up to you guys. Talk about yourself, make some deleted scenes. <coughs> Hello, I'm oh. Joe Fa. night! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. see you then there, buddy. Alright. Larry! <laughs> Wait, there's someone called Larry? Yeah, he's one of the Cooperlings. Yeah. Well, actually, I had the Wikipedia page for Ryan O'Neill brought up because I wanted to see if he was one of ours. No, no, he's a O apostrophe N E A. Ah, the right kind of O'Neill. Neal. Neal. With one L as well. No, you need more emphasis. Oh yeah, most notably Love Story. He was also in Paper Moon, and he had a recurring role in the TV series Bones. Mm. I've only seen one of those as the father of the series protagonist, Mister Bones. Is that true? It's really not. No, because <laughs> Mr. Bones was his father's name. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy with myself right uh, now. Crying like a refugee. I hate that, I hate that song. Oh, that's even worse when it's in your headphones like that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's even like worse when you're listening to the song. Oh, take Ooh. that, take, take that, Barnsey. Take that cold and or chisel. <laughs> Actually, love um, flame trees, though. Keep going. Flame mm, trees is okay. Fucking dope. Yep, and case head. Yeah. I didn't know you were a carpenter. He's just a fan of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. The irony of being nailed to a piece of cross, a wooden cross. The irony of a carpenter who ended up nailed to a piece of wood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened if he was a metallurgist or a botanist. Oh, wait, tree. No, he wait. He could have still been nailed. There's a lot of things you get nailed to. Mm. Nails are versatile like what that. What if he was an alchemist? Kaboom! <laughs> when did he make that speech out of curiosity? 92. So we're still part of early Simpsons because they started in, what, 89? This so, is 96. No, no, no. And I'm wondering when he makes the speech as opposed to when the Simpsons started because the Simpsons weren't meant to be the ideal. You're meant to watch them and that thing in satire where you see it and you realize your own failures. Yeah. So this is George Bush not getting the Simpsons. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's more of a point of pointing to a good example and a bad example. No, I know. Yeah. But I like to mock people who are dead and can't hurt me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you don't know he wasn't into the occult. He doesn't know I'm not a Ghostbuster. He probably does now if he's a ghost. I reckon they've got like a sixth sense. Well, you know what? Bring it. 
Look, I've challenged enough presidents <laughs> to fights at this point. Why stop there? <laughs> Careful, you his hit. cardboard cutouts of his sons might come after you. Ooh, I'm so scared of paper cuts. Actually, they're really bad with the cardboard cuts, but just from a little, I can only find five declared residencies. But they are Massachusetts, Connecticut, Texas, Washington, and Maine, and Florida. And also the Earth. He's in the Earth. We do all claim residency of Earth. He's yeah. king of the moon. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I am here on a temporary work visa. Please, <laughs> on a diplomatic. Please uh, don't tell Peter Dutton. Wait, does it mean you weren't born on Earth? Or? I had to rescind my earthly citizenship. <laughs> you can only have one celestial body as your uh, uh, okay. place of residency. Freaking politics. Uh, uh, that's why you've had your Earth tattoo removed. Yeah, well, I had to because Earth Day is the one day I can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> no moon people allowed. Yeah, I have to We're allowed to have one. <laughs> <laughs> you should stop one day. Uh, Come to the moon. We don't have apologies. <laughs> wow, really? You outlawed them or you just don't have them? No, we were going we to outlaw them, but then we'd have had to apologize so we've just <laughs> taken them out of the charter that's interesting and instead we just have lunar baths <laughs> don't know how that replaces it but sure i think i can i think i can sure you can <laughs> straight part of humor get to your break jesus yes 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 podcasting podcasting the Anomaly of Omni. <clears throat> We've got one of her episodes later, I think. Oh, you... oh this was one of hers. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Carolyn, mate. Ah, uh, the dream has died. <laughs> Poops in a pink, pale basket. Purple petal, perfect pebble. Popping petals, pooping, pushing people poundwards. Petal pushes, pushing petal people. Push little daisies and make them come up. Shut up. <laughs> That's a great I, song. I second that. <laughs> no, not that bit. Damn it. <laughs> you hijacked my seconding. Coming out. Hold on. Sometimes you got to work the accelerator in the key at the same you time. Gotta, you got to wait for like the, the sweeping in music on like live from New York. Tell you, Joe Neal. And the Danny Elf Orchestra. <laughs> I'm Danny Elfman. <laughs> 